Charlie, energize. Energize. Energize the Lawn Friend Podcast, November 20th, 2017, forever known in infamy as The Last Trip, the final Energize, the day I started my, well, the first of my farewell tours. Let me remind you that in 1992, Rip Magazine covered the uh, Ozzy Osbourne's final tour every month. (laughs) And it's still going. I... (laughs) I said to myself, I want to go to Los Angeles and close some things down because I'm living in Nevada and I mean, just I come here and it's it takes two hours for anyone to get from Hollywood to San Pedro, so half the people that I invited can't, can't come to the show. But the people that, my friends that live in the South Bay, they're, they're here. Jordan is here. Hi, Jordan. Hi. The junk man. That's me. Sean Perry is here. Hi, Sean. Hello. Jay Vinitsky drove from San Monica. He's here. Hello. That's a stud. And Jules, who came from Santa Clarita, which is farther than anybody, but got in her car early enough. She's here. What's up? And we'll have other surprises. And I've uh, got some interesting sound bites to play for you. And really, it's just about getting in the studio. And we started this on June the 10th, 2013. And um, on that day, Brandy Six, Nikki Six's first wife, a mother of his uh, first three of forty children. <laughs> yeah, Brandy. Yeah, Brandy, the, uh, she the was, playmate. Yeah, Brandy Brand, Brandt. Yeah, yeah. She, she was my one of my first guests, and she came in and she had a she she brought me a check for like a hundred dollars. She goes, Nikki wants to help sponsor your show. I go, well, that's, that's really nice. Um, Stu, Big Stu Thomas became a sponsor. And uh, and then um, look, all that stuff is irrelevant. What what's important is we we're we're here, and the people that drove, they make me happy that I still have friends in Los Angeles. <laughs> you have friends more than just in Los Angeles, my friend. <laughs> well, thank you, Jordan. And we're gonna play some tunes and tell some stories. I'm really hungry, so Jules got me. Jules got me some French fries. <laughs> Greg D'Angelo just texted me. Don't hate me. <laughs> Breakfast at Mel's on me. That just means he can't come. Drummer, oh, Drummer Greg. Drummer Greg. But here's 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 a great one. This is my friend Chris. <laughs> this is my friend Chris, who so wanted to be here. I have to be at a gay men's chorus rehearsal tonight. I'm so bummed. Three exclamation points. I'm soloing. <laughs> so. Uh, those are good excuses. It's the Christmas show. He's got to practice. Those are good excuses, and I'm, I don't hold anybody accountable for anything. Anyone who knows me knows that I live a really detached life, that I'm, I'm no drama. I haven't had a girlfriend in seven years, and it's all good because me and Jules are talking about this because we, we, being solo, it eliminates a lot of the, the, the technology that you have to maintain in a relationship. And I know you. You're pretty happy, Jordan, because you got an Iron Maiden. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, his Jordan's chick was the original singer of the Iron Maidens. Oh, you're being serious. The lovely Jen Taylor. No, Warren. I am oh. serious. Yep. Yeah, he yep. has, she he started. Found, she started that band because people were saying girls can't sing music like this, and she's like, oh yeah. 
and she assembled this group of women that just go on stage and kick ass. And then she toured with them and realized, you know what, I want more out of life than touring with a band. And she went and got her masters and raised a kid and did Very fun cool. things like that. And now she's... Uh, yeah, she's cool. She's Done doing great. She's got a new band, which is called uh, Surface Tension. So we're out on the subject of that first show. Um, look, I have these people in Las Vegas who want to do a radio show with me on the Highway Radio Network. And really? I've been talking to them. But it's like a lot of lunches and discussions and how to package me <laughs> and all this stuff. So, I mean, and I really appreciate their, their, their vigilance and their passion. And they're investing in lunches. Yeah. <laughs> and they want me to, like, create a spot. Anyway, nothing I could ever do will be as good as this because this is this. Right. This is Lon Friend has no rules. He's never had a rule. He's never had a script. He, he gets great people sometimes in the studio. Sometimes he talks to himself. And he <laughs> plays music and he tells stories about his life. <laughs> So in the mean, the what I'm getting to is that they, they know I have this great, um, archive of audio, right? So, uh, in my soundbite search, I didn't even look for it. I found an answering machine message <laughs> from Nikki Six, and I'm gonna play it right now. Okay, it's really cool. Okay, hey Mike, I'm gonna play this. So um, awesome. that's his, that was his, when his first born. That was now, the first. That was the brand. That was that Gunner. One, that was the first one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the synchronicity, me, all things connected. I figured my, I didn't know until Mike told me you, on your first show, Brandy Six was one of your guests. You, you had her on the telephone. I go, oh, I'll find that. I'll, I'll just this just happens to be in my phone because I was going to use it with the other new people, but I'll use it here. So that that was that. Anyway. Back to radio, you were talking about. That was like 27 or 28 years ago. Back to radio. Jules, would you go out and try to find Shane? He says, I'm walking around. I don't oh, know Oh, it's I hard am. to find. Yeah, yeah. it's a dark alley. <clears throat> I'll be back. And he did drive two hours, so he's probably not happy. <laughs> Chewing bullets. Anyway. Okay, so, uh, Sean. Hi, yes, Sean. So, Sean brought me a book. <clears throat> Yes, I did. He brought me a book called Conversations with the Masters, the Vintage Rock.com Interviews. Mm -hmm. And I have enormous respect for anybody who could finish a book. Not finish reading a book, finish writing a book. Thank you. Because uh, we authors are in short supply. The writers are at the bottom of the food <laughs> chain. And I hail you for this, and thank you for signing me a copy. You got it. What do you, what do you think when you looked into this? What do you think were your like, top three most challenging, entertaining, exciting interviews off well, the top of your head? Off the top of my head. Well, um, <clears throat> one of my favorites in that book was with Rick Wakeman. Oh, well, you're sitting next to Jay, who's a huge yeah. Yes fan. Um, 
it, you know, at the time that I talked to him with that book, he had just released a DVD of a concert he'd done in front of Hampton Court. And um, being a bit of a history buff myself and, and having been to Hampton Court, we spent a lot of time talking about Henry VIII. Six um, wives. Yes. Uh, he, he, like he told me, you know, he was there a week before the show started and they were taking him into places where, you know, they don't take tourists. And he told me he went into one room that was very, it was like a icebox, like a walk-in icebox. And they couldn't figure out why it was like that. Um, and he also told me that they left a seat empty right in the very front row, and they put a little placard there that said Henry. So they, they, had, a, they had a seat for Henry, because they said, you know, there's some aberrations around there, some, some ghosts and what have you. Yeah, they are, totally. Um, you know, uh, Keith Emerson was another one. Yeah, another uh, another keyboard player. Um, me and Hi, him. Hi, Shane. Had, hey guys, Shane. didn't want to interrupt. Hey guys. Oh, yeah. hey guys uh, we we had um we had uh, sent emails back and forth for years, actually trying to line something up. Mm -hmm. So um, finally, he just emailed me and said, "Let's let's just do it." Were we both, you and I, possibly at the same Emerson Lake and Palmer Brain Salad Surgery Show at the Long Beach Arena in 1974? Um, <clears throat> Actually, I, I saw uh, ELP the first time at, at the Cal Jam. Oh, okay. Which was the same year, yeah, April, yeah, April yeah. 1974. Yeah, okay. Um, but no, I wasn't at that at the Long Beach Arena show. shows our age. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go, but I was too young, and I didn't live in California. So. <laughs> um, you know, and I guess the third, the third subject in that book would probably be Jack Bruce, oh. who's the uh, last interview in the book. Um, and this was just done a few months before he passed away. Mm -hmm. And again, it was going back and forth, back and forth with emails. But uh, we finally sat down. And, and of course, one of the most challenging things during that interview was the subject of cream. He just didn't really want to talk about cream. Um, at the time that we spoke, in fact, there was a movie out about Ginger Baker. Right. And he had done an interview in the, in the film. And when I brought up the film, he just did not want to talk about it at all. He said he said he felt sorry for the filmmaker because he was all bloodied up because Ginger had bashed him in the head. <laughs> that was a great scene. <laughs> um, so anyway, but he he turned out to be a really great guy. We just kind of moved past the, the cream stuff, yeah. and you know he just said I'm I'm just an old man and I just want to live my life. Yeah. You know, and I think he had done very well at that point. Well, that's something to say these days. If you are a, a musician or a rock star from the '70s and you are an old man. Because yeah. they're not living that long. That's true. That's We're true. We're losing them every month. And I got about I there's about six guys in there that have that have passed Since away. Since you published, the yeah, book. I mean Alvin Lee's in there, Ronnie Montrose, um, Jack Bruce, um, Keith Emerson, Emerson, John Wetton. Yeah, oh, John Wetton. Yeah, John Wetton's in the book as well. So five guys actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for the book and yeah, thank you and Shane Stanley. Hey guys. Hey Shane. So Shane and Jay are in the movie business. I want you to meet Jay. He's hey Jay. a good buddy of mine. Sorry, pardon my reach. Good to see you, man. So he he Jay just finished working on Daddy's Home Two. Oh, right on. Yeah. So he awesome, you know his man. his movies making money. Not, they're not getting Rotten Tomatoes ratings, but they're making money. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I could say that to Jay. It's okay. And uh, you're you just finished project. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I finished a, a film with Jane Seymour called yeah. Mistrust, um, yeah. and That's just awesome. finished another one in Mexico. We were there from Jan God, January to May, wow. called uh, Paloma's <laughs> Flight, which cool. is in post. Very good. Yeah, That's Jay's show. That's what he does post. 
your post? I worked with Jane on a movie called Wedding Crashers. Oh, many of course. Many years ago. Where she has a great scene with she was great. Owen Wilson. Call me Candy Cat. Or yeah. Kitty Cat or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you two talk about yourselves. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, Lon. So as you can see, um, not much structure. And uh, I said that this was my last show because I'm just... Don't know why I should keep coming into Los Angeles to do a show every like three or four months. There's no groove, and I don't promote myself. I'm kind of lame about that. But as Mike Stark, my producer, said, well, it could be like your final tour. And, and, like, and I showed a picture of, of Rip Magazine in 1992 that says Ozzy's Farewell Tour, 1992. And that was, that's how this, this is how that started. In 91, we covered the making of the Metallica record, the Black Album. And I was in the studio at one-on-one -on -one in North Hollywood every month covering for our fans the process of creating a record which would go on to be the biggest selling album of the 90s. And when it started to, to, to be evident that we, you know, we did a good job, Sharon Osbourne called my office and she goes, Lon, what you did for Metallica, we want to do it for Ozzy. He's going on his final tour. It's 1992. He's going on his final tour and I want you to cover it. So... Stefan Shirazi, who had a relationship with Ozzy, who had done so many great articles, and he, he went on to, he still works with Metallica on a very intimate basis. He, he went out for like 14 months on tour and did these great segments, and that was what we covered. Um, and, and then when that tour was over, that was it. Ozzy's career was over, right? <laughs> Not even close. It's like the Kiss and Eagles farewell tour. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. You know yeah. what? I saw Ozzy about a month ago, yeah. and he sounded better than he sounded in years. He headlined the, uh, the Aftershock Festival. In See, Sacramento. he's outliving guys. Oh, yeah. He's outliving guys. Well, he's taking like care Tom of himself now. Like, you're yeah. like, why is Tom Petty dead at 66? Why is Malcolm Young dead at 64? But, well, we don't know how long we're going to be here. I certainly don't. No guarantees. Live in the moment. Use all your zen energy to get through a day to get out of bed in the morning and then hopefully music keeps you going for another minute anyway well, you also have to take care of yourself physically too which a lot of people yes did not do as you know that's in right the and i and, and 80s, i do yin know? yoga yeah and Unless I your name well. was keith richards yeah exactly <laughs> and, excuse me and i said that or to Jules. i said you know all the stones are alive yeah all of them you know since brian died but that was 40 years ago he, he wasn't died. even a stone then they're all alive. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so because there's a sort of a South Bay Long Beach vibe, but I'm a little discombobulated. I want to get a, kind of a groove going, but we're going to play a Rival Sun song. So that we saw that band, remember, Wendy? We saw that band play Fingerprints Records, and they have gone on to enormous success around the world because they're so good. So and we're going to play a track. From their from their uh, Valkyrie record, 2014. Nice. And uh, this is it. And let's see if I can get this working. Okay. Long Beach's finest. Here we go, Mike. Here we go, Mike. Here we go, Mike. <laughs> okay. Now I can see why my radio show is just rocking. Okay, it's not working. When's the first time you saw the Rival Sons? It's not working. Okay, fuck it. Second time I saw them was on the Queen Mary, which was awesome. They played a show there on the Queen, right in the bowels of the Queen Mary. Really? The first time, I think I saw them in a on club. the boat. Yeah, they played That's on the cool. boat, which was great. All right, but Mike, I, what else do you have? I got to get my shit together, oh, or it's else. Aussie. 
Yeah, let's play some. There you go. How about some Ozzy? This is Energize the Lawn Friend Podcast. Now you know why I'm going off the air. <laughs> Mike. <Oliver! laughs> there we go. <laughs>
Energize the Lawn Friend Podcast. <clears throat> the extraordinary rival sons from Long Beach, California, from the 2014 record, The Great Western Valkyrie. I have Jordan and Jay and Shane and Sean and Jules and Wendy and Mike. And it's Lawn Friend's final radio show, at least in this incarnation. Just like Ozzy, the final, right? That That's right. And there'll be a cover story. <laughs> There'll be a cover story in a magazine that does not exist, not in this universe. Okay. <clears throat> Sean, tell me again the first time you saw Rival Sons, there were f 14 people? Yeah, well, they were actually called Black Summer Crush at the time. Okay. They had a different singer. And uh, I was actually hired to write their bio. They had a deal with EMI at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I saw them in a club in Huntington Beach. There was like... Maybe four people in the whole place. <laughs> maybe four. Yeah, maybe four, <laughs> including the band. Uh, no, but I mean, they a lot of the songs that they put on their first record, they they um, they were played that night, and then they they brought in Jay to take uh, the singer, uh, the the singer they had a fellow named Thomas Flowers. Let's and, just call that a good move. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, Jay's I, one of those pipes that doesn't come along. Well, day. even then, I could tell there was something different about them, and, yeah. and then when they brought in Jay, it was like all the pieces of the yeah, puzzle man. fit together. And, so good. Yeah, really great band. We were just saying that he's just got that charisma that so many singers wish they had. Yeah. He just has it. Whatever it's yeah. called, yeah. he's got it, you know? Then they got managed by my friend Tom Consolo, who managed REO Speedwagon for like 35 years, and he told me the story. He goes, yeah, Jimmy Page really, he just fell in love with them. Right. A lot of people did. A well, people Ozzy did. did. I mean, they opened for Sa Sabbath, Sabbath because of the the Classic Rock Awards. Yeah, I, I shot a video of Ozzy actually saying, 
fucking A, man, you're amazing. <laughs> and asking and, the keyboard player. Yeah, he actually, him and Sharon actually asked the keyboard player who was managing him, and they, she said, you want to open for Sabbath? And then a six year and a half. Later, was history. Yeah. Toured a year and a half. <laughs> See, wow. that's how it should happen. Mm-hmm. That is what we call a, you know, organic evergreen <gasps> moment. Right. Exactly. It's, it does. The whole record business is, gets a bad rap because it's it's postured and and paid for and you know hookers and blow and remember in the seventies and the eighties like how'd you get how did that song get on the radio? Well nowadays it's kind of different. Maybe it is a serendipitous encounter, but a, a, an icon seeing a band that he falls in love with. That's cool, and I think the more that stuff happens out there, the more we could stay hopeful that these bands are going to keep coming up. Rock and roll is a long way from being dead, my friends. Absolutely. And you were just talking about that great uh, Greta, Greta band. Van Fleet. Greta from, Van Fleet is from Detroit. They're getting yeah. all the press right now, and deservedly so. They're kids. Right? They're kids. They're three Jewish kids from Detroit area. Frank and Muth. That have this three brothers. Yeah, the three brothers, and they have just what it takes. And the vocalist is very Robert, early Robert Plant sounding, mm-hmm. so it's got the interest of people. That's what gets their yeah, interest. You know something about their record, though. I mean, it, a lot of it sounds ha- has that Zeppelin sound, but then they do a Sam Cooke song. Yeah, okay. And then they do um, a Richard Thompson Fair. Fairport convention, Fairport convention song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's they're just like very that. eclectic. But seeing them live, I saw them um, for the first time I saw them this summer out in Kentucky at a festival out there. And when I saw them, I was photographing. I was sitting in the photo pit, and I'm focusing on them. And, you know, the singer had like a flowered shirt, kind of like what Plant used to do. And I thought... At first, I thought you know I didn't really know the background on them. I thought it would they thought they were girls at first. Okay. And about the second song, I realized they're not girls. These are three. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think Motley Crue and Poison were. Yeah, girls, exactly, we? exactly, <laughs> very similar. But uh, man, what a live! What a they've again they've got that charisma. They've got that live thing, and they've just got that groove on their songs. Oh, wow. So that's the band well. Now you have me about. thinking. I'm gonna have to go through my Apple Music and queue up one of their tracks. Oh later. yeah, because yeah. you know what? It's Lawn Friends podcast, and it's the final podcast, and we can do whatever the fuck we want because we can't. Right. And my friends are here, the ones that that made the gruesome trek. Through the asphalt jungle of the 405 and 110 freeways down here to San Pedro, California, at the foot of the Vincent Thomas Bridge. Remember, I used to open every show, foot of the Vincent Thomas Bridge, the bridge that Ridley Scott's brother jumped off of. And the monkeys ran yeah, I right was, across. I was, I, was, I was also told that, that they, uh, the opening scene of the monkeys movie Head yeah. takes place on the Vincent Thomas Bridge. There you go. When head. Mickey Dolenz jumps off the yeah, bridge. Head. My cousin took a Peter Pan off of that. What? Well, not recently. It's been about 20 years. Wait. I don't want to bring the shit down, but just saying. <laughs> well, 20 years. Okay. Wow. wow. My cousin does. Uh, you know. It's a documentary of people. I hope you in. weren't close. You were probably. His mom right. was watching him. She what? saw him. She saw that. Okay, yeah. now this is good radio. It is. Well, you know, hey. Shane, you could speak about it without emotion. I can. Um, you know, he was a troubled young man. Um, but his mother was there. Yeah, he, he had just gotten out of the uh, the 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 place where they put re- him re- rehab or institution. Yeah, it was a weird thing. He was in a place because he had threatened to blow up. I think Cal Poly. Okay. And he posted on the billboard how to make an atom bomb with some household items. He was like certified <laughs> genius chemist, like beyond. Okay. So they got him out, and he was. In the car with his mom, and they were on they were in traffic or something. The car stopped, and he jumped out, and whoop. Wow, doesn't sound premeditated. Sounds like 
Spur of the moment. Yeah. Spur of the moment. We didn't get to and ask. Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Shane. Yep. <laughs> wow. Can we talk about wedding crashers? Sure. Well, he knows more about it than I do. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Give us a lighthearted moment with Jane Seymour, wedding crashers. <laughs> I just remember the first time David Dobkin, the director, screened the film for a small few of us. And there was just a moment. It was at Fox, 20th Century Fox, in the small room. I was unsure because I'd read the script and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if this is, I don't know. And I watched the movie and I just walked up to David afterwards and I just gave him a big hug <laughs> and said, oh my God, dude, you did it. And I mean, <laughs> if I never hear shout again, it'll not be soon enough. <laughs> we spent how many days trying to mix that track? Well, that's the inner workings of what you guys do. Is you, people see the finished product. It's like, wow, that album's great. We don't know how long. I mentioned Black earlier. Mm. Yeah, that was like 14 months. The first, when I used to visit the studio with the beginning of the process, the, every week, every month, Lars was working on his drum tracks. And it was like month after month. It was, the process was excruciating. Yeah, it's too bad he didn't do that with St. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a bummer. What's up, Mike? Brett's on the phone. Oh, Brittany's on the phone. Let's get more Fix female it. energy into the room. Yeah, girl. Hi, Britt. Hi. This is this is Britt Lightning from the band Vixen. Hi, and guys. I just wanted to call in because I couldn't be there today because I'm out of town. <laughs> and I call her, I used to call her my Valkyrie because we have this kind of cartoon romance. It's not real. It's a cartoon. And, <laughs> and that album is the Valkyrie record by Bravo Sons. Anyway... We recorded on Instagram. I think you guys saw it. A happy birthday greeting for Kirk Hammett. Yep. Um, yeah, and it was, and it became like I don't do tags or anything, so obviously my shit isn't really well seen. But like over four hundred people had seen that, and it's not because of me. It's because of Brittany, because she's shredding in the Sam. We went to Sam Ash. <laughs> it was very spontaneous. She goes, "Do you have the Hammett guitar?" And the guy goes, "Yeah. Where's the Hammett guitar? We sold it." <laughs> No, no, no. First of all, the guy's like, what the hammock because? I never heard of a hammock. And he's working at a music store. Well, today. <laughs> it's not like it used to be, right? <laughs> it's not like Guitar Center. Well, they were cool. They gave you a guitar, right? And then, and then, weirdly enough, Metallica started playing over the speakers. Yeah, For Whom the Bell Tolls is in the store play, And they, they don't know what we're doing. But that's the whole synchronicity thing that I've been trying to pass on to my children. <laughs> like everything is connected, right, Brittany? Everything's connected. That's right, and miraculously, today is Joe Walsh's 70th birthday. Uh, that's right, my that's friend. right. We went to see Joe Walsh in Los Angeles. Best. Hey, Mike? We just got a show. It was yeah. awesome. When, we're, when I'm done with... This doesn't sound right. When I'm done with Brittany... <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Remember we saw Joe Walsh together? On the phone. Yeah, we saw Joe Walsh and I together. Inter and I got that picture of him hugging Luke. Wait a minute. Backstage. We're going to tell that story yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then, but when we're done, let's, I want to, for Britt, I want to play her some, like, Funk 49, okay? Oh, Dwayne Allman's birthday today, Or it, Or anything it's by Joe Walsh. It's Dwayne Allman's birthday. It's Dwayne Allman's birthday. It's my stepmother's birthday, too. Wait, Joe Walsh's okay. birthday. <laughs> Joe Walsh. I just want to make sure he's still alive. <laughs> 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 hey, Britt. Yeah. So here's a story with, I think I t 
told you this story, but Jordan was at the show at uh, Verizon. I was. It was Toto, yep. Joe Walsh, and Missing Persons, right? Uh, no, it was, uh, what's his name? Was. Uh, MC Hammer was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the Jack FM anniversary show. They had a very yeah, eclectic yeah. thing. And that's the yeah. night that Luke got pissed at his at, at his tech because he right. couldn't get the sound. And he right. threw his guitar. And he, right. and he said to me in the dressing room, if it's cracked, it's yours. And it was cracked that I have his, yeah. I have that Music Man <laughs> guitar. It's mine. Anyway. What about Joe Walsh? We we were Joe Walsh was going on right after Toto and um, Luke was walking out of the dressing room at the same time that Joe Walsh was together and the two of them embraced and I just happened to get that shot on my iPhone and I don't think I've anybody's ever seen that picture before. Well, I, well you're gonna I, have I to put have... it up as an homage to the I final yeah. energized Lon Fran Bucket. But talk about Joe Walsh the best comeback record of the last 20 years I think is that record that he just came back he's sober he's happy he put out this great record that had just some, such amazing well, we self-exploratory songs that's on right and we could say that he killed it live at the House of Blues oh, yeah. last week oh yeah mm-hmm. right but yep right Brittany yeah he's saying yeah he's saying his voice sounded great too everything sounded great yeah mm-hmm. And he bring he brought Jim Belushi out to play nice. harmonica on uh, <coughs> on uh Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain Way. That song off that yeah. new record. Um, to the limit. Just lucky yeah. that lucky that way. That song is yeah, just, that's it's, a good song. It's he, become my theme that. song. It's become my theme yeah, song yeah. of all. Okay, let's hear some Joe Walsh. will come back. Thanks for calling, Britt. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, Britt. Give happy our, Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, by the way, by the way, the Vixen Live record. I'm going to write the liner notes to. Oh, cool. It's it's badass, and Michael Wagner mixed it. Excellent. They and here's this Jate synchronicity. It was recorded at the Arcada in St. Lake Charles, Char- St. Charles, in St. Charles, Illinois. outside Chicago. Ron Onesti's place. It, that's where I saw Roger Hodgson. Mm. It's a great room, and 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 Vixen did a. Smoking live record. And, hat too. It's gonna be, and I'm wearing the hat, yeah. Brittany, please give uh, Junk Band's love to uh, your bass player, the lovely Cher Peterson, please. One of my favorite people. <laughs> oh, she's the best. She is awesome. We love Cher. Okay, that's it. Let's uh, listen to some Joe Walsh. Okay, and we'll be back. It's Energize, the Lion Film Podcast.
Energize. <clears throat> Sorry. Salon Friend Podcast. The finale. <laughs> what is an end? An end is the beginning. It's the circle of fucking life. Right? I'm not going to pontificate. Brandy just texted me. I'm trying to find you, but your URL isn't working. <laughs> she has an old... I have to send her something else. She's sweet. Yeah. First show. Let's think about this for a second, Mike. <clears throat> okay, so we weren't on as long as, you know, 100.3. <laughs> but we had some golden moments, right? Big time. Remember Matt Sorm spent a couple hours with us here? That I was, was a here. good night. That was here that night. That was a great night. It was a really good night. Yep. Lita Ford spent a couple hours with us here. I'll tell you the one thing on a very personal basis is is it is the summer of 2013 when my mom got sick and 
and I was and I had to go hang out with her and then take her to the hospital, which she did never emerged from. I over the next five weeks, six weeks, I drove long distance to come because this show, this room, this studio, this sacred sanctuary of sound and story helped me survive that period. And I will I will remember the show right after my mom passed that Mike Portnoy called in and and he told the story about how his mom departed and that was an incredible uh, if you can find it in the archive great I don't want to paraphrase because it doesn't doesn't do proper respect to the to the content of the conversation but it was uh, it was really it was really something and that's sort of what radio has been to me it's an I, I plug myself in every night and I listen to something because I'm just not really hang I'm not doing well with the visual world uh, I, or the energy of the planet is very hard on this this dude kind of sensitive to a lot of shit the toxicity of the media and all the bad news is like a tsunami so i go and i plug myself in and 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 this medium is so it's so special to me because it takes you someplace musically drama whatever you're listening to it takes you away from where you're at and that's good it's like going to a rock concert that was the entire 70s for me yeah the whole 70s (laughs) the same thing did you walk around with transistor radio yeah oh just Big go. Al is showing up with pie. And you know where the yeah. pie's from? From the Marie South Calendars. Okay. <laughs> no, not that kind of pie. See, the people that came through tonight, it's sort of like, well, you're long, you know, you should probably still be living in Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> you should still be living here. And, I, you know, you used to ride your bike around. You know, I invited Tattooed Beth, the surf punk, here, too, <laughs> who, I met, who I met at... Finger at at, at 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 that same record store. Fingerprints. Big Al's got his rip shirt on. Wait, Represent. Al, you bringing pie? Oh, I got cream pie, apple pie, ice cream. <laughs> I got ice cream. Jules ice cream. loves pie. Dude, we could do the la- we could do the Three Stooges pie fight here. No, no, we're not awesome. doing. <laughs> Mike would love it. <laughs> Listen, Curly, we're not doing that. Oh, I'm gonna pie too. <laughs> we don't have that kind of budget. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Curly. Certainly. Do you, do, you, do you know that my Do you know that my cousin Mark is buried in the same uh, cemetery mortuary that um, Curly's buried in? Wow. You know where it is? It's no. Jack Warner's there too. Oh boy. It's it's in uh, it's in um, uh, Boyle Heights, nice. East Los Angeles. Yeah. Nice. I forgot the name, but when I went to the funeral, my cousin Mark, the Yankee fan. He, when he passed, we went to the funeral, and, and, and it, it has this sort of like inscription as you walk in, and you see it says, Buried here, the brother Jack Warner and his brother, and Curly and his real name, Howard. From <laughs> I go, Oh, it's the Stooge. I go, What a great place for my yeah, cousin to be. Of course, <laughs> buried next to Curly. You ever, you ever want a really interesting afternoon? Go out to Calabasas, the LA Pet Park. You ever done that? No. They've got. Wait, wait, that's where Orianthi and Richie go because there's all these ducks in a lot of their pictures. There's like pigeons and ducks. Well, they're and still geese. alive. Oh, oh, the LA oh you're Pet talking about Park something else. Is the cemetery of like Mr. Ed. Like, oh, the pet cemetery. The pet cemetery. It's Pete's out there, too, from the Little Rascals, right? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> wait a minute. They're it's all there. Wait a minute. You're, in Calabasas, there's a celebrity pet 
Cemetery. Lassie. Like, yeah. They're all <laughs> Mr. Well, like, Ed. Tramp. I think so. I mean, there's, like, there's a lion that everybody knew. Not like Simba. Yeah. But the one from the MGM lion, maybe, perhaps. Or mm. or the from lion Born from Free. Born Free. Born Free. Maybe yeah. that was it. Yeah. I haven't been there in like 15 years, but we used to walk around and just be like, oh my God, look, there's so and so. Hey, if Tramp from My Three Sons is there, then I'm going. That's for sure. I was a Petey, big tramp. Petey's there. I was a Tramp fan. I'm bet Pete's there. Yeah, it's got to be. All the this this conversation <laughs> is really going to talk about dead dogs. Hold Arnold on. the Pig. Can we talk yes. about Mike Portnoy's Dave. new venture? Which one? Sons of Apollo. Oh, Let's talk great. about. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. They're awesome. Talk about it. Jeff Scott Soto. Okay. On vocals. Great pipes. From Alcatraz. Yeah. Wow. Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot. Ron Fall and, himself. And Derek Sherinian of Black Country Communion, who yeah. just put out a new record. Yeah. And the Killer record. Billy so Sheehan on bass. Is Glenn Hughes in Black Country Communion? He is. Yes. yes. And they're playing two shows. After the first of the year in the UK, okay. of which they're going to be on cruise to the edge too. Yep, they are. Yeah. And their Sounds new record is their best one yet. It it's sounds so good. amazing. Oh, that's Black Country Communion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. They're going to be on Joe Bonamusa's cruise, right? Right. Oh, he's yeah. pretty good too. Yep. But Sons of Apollo will be on cruise to the edge. Yes. Okay. And they're incredible. They Portnoy. Awesome. Portnoy is such a. Yeah. He is a fireball of creativity. He he did like three different things on the last broad cruise. He yep. did the thing with Tony mm-hmm. Levin. He did. Mm-hmm. He 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 created this enormous. A, and he was uh, he was the drummer for uh, uh, Neil Morse. Neil Morse, yep. right? And then, and then he redid um, the Dream Theater piece. Yeah, that he'd the, written in what thirteen parts or yeah, something. Yeah, This yeah. band, this band is everything that they've been built up to. Too, the songs are great. It's okay. got Jeff on vocals. Who's Jeff is just such an just an amazing vocalist. He's played with everybody, as you know, from Ingve Malmsteen. He's played with. He actually sang for Journey he for a while. Journey for a he minute. was in Journey for a minute. Yeah. He also was the vocalist on Rockstar too. He did all the Bobby Beers vocals before he was thrown out of the band. He did Live in the Life and Stand Up and Shout. So and all he that. and Miles Kennedy were both vocals mm-hmm. on. That record. Well, the other gentleman was the guy Mike Metchevich, or how to, how to pronounce That's his name, Miles from Steelpunks, from Steelheart. Miles was in the movie at the end the, of it. Oh, he's the one who he's hands the Thor. mic. Yeah, that's Thor. That's that's Miles Kennedy. Okay. But the other guy, Mike Matchevich, uh, he's the singer for Steelheart. Jordan's really smart. He has well, this in know. the top of his chrome dome. I am. That's where I just I live and breathe just like See, you I, do. I don't do this for a living. You're well, like this with Genesis. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, old Genesis. Real old Genesis. <laughs> and many we, others. And we many just had others. the 43rd anniversary of The Lamb Lays Down on Broadway. But getting back to Apollo, Sons of Apollo, this is going to be, this is a great record for okay. people to, to go okay. out if they want to experience a real all-star, not just prog, but the songs are, they're, they're just songs that everybody would Portnoy, like. Portnoy fuses genres. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he plays in a million bands. Yeah, he does. So does Billy Sheehan. He's so hard working, these yeah. guys. Yeah. You could be a hard working musician. You can earn a living. You don't have to have big hit singles. You just go out there and tour, play hard. Well, he did something completely different. Remember with Flying Colors? Well, Flying, Flying Colors, Colors, that was, was another band that was on band. the Cruise to the Edge, the Flying Colors with Steve Morse. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Had an awesome Dixie band. Dregs. They've made two records. Yeah, Dixie Dregs Dixie coming Dregs. back next year. Saw him at the Roxy. Yeah, they're coming y- back. You know what Jay said to me? He comes in, he goes, You know, Brand X is playing down here. Oh, yeah. Down the street? Down the street. And Alba's. Dixie Dregs. <laughs> Dixie Dregs are back. Doing oh, the Phil tour Collins, next year. though, right? I saw them at the Roxy in yep. the 70s. I saw them in the 70s all over the East Coast, man. I used to follow them. Yeah, where you lived. Loved them. Yep. Yeah. They would play all over the place over there. Yeah, wow. It's music. We're talking about music. Hey, Mike, what do you have queued up? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> what about 
<laughs> what about the last song from my resting place from the new Black Country Communion record? Can you get some Black Country Communion? He doesn't have. So you have to prepare. Yeah, get him back to that record. I should go. That, wait, wait, that, wait. That is definitely their strongest. Wait, record. wait, wait. I can. Let me try. Listen. You talk amongst yourselves. Talk about music, and let me see if I can find <laughs> on my iPhone the it's Apple Music right here. Was we that? have this. Song yeah, but you have up. the new phone, and that's a different plug. Well, it's his. See, phone I have my, an old phone. I have wait, my wait. iPod. Up Hold on a minute. Wait. BCC four. Please keep talking amongst yourselves. I have a virtual. I have a virtual. Music library on my iPod out in the car. I don't have anything. I you listen. I pay ten dollars a month. Man, I got it all. I got everything you would need. I, I can barely. I can, I can barely organize myself. Are those interviews that have already been done? <laughs> there it is. Black Country Communion. Okay. What's it called? Last song from a resting place. What's it called? What is Last song from a resting place. Last song from a rest. Seems in perfect synchronicity to the topic of conversation from earlier. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Jules, will you help me with this? Fucking find the song. <laughs> Track three. Black Country. What's the name of the album? <laughs> Black Country Communion four. 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 Black Country Find Black Country Communion Four. He's found it on and, his phone as well. Yeah, but he has a different plug. Ah, uh, you guys. Must well, let me see. I think he's got it. No, oh, I got it. Oh no. No. All right. Well, wait, wait. Hold up. Okay, it's Had I known. Song? Last song. When the morning comes. When morning comes. Right. No. no? That's hmm. Wrong album. Okay. See now we. This is Energize, the Lawn Friend Podcast. I have many guests in studio. This is my last show, and each moment that passes, you will understand why that is true. <laughs> this is not the reason That's why this. That's the sound. one. Yep. Here we go. Hit play. Here we go. Mike. Oh yeah. Here we go. Enjoy. Energize, the Lawn Friend Podcast, Black Country Community. Turn it up. Right. 
Black Country Communion, last song from my resting place. Uh, thank you for bringing in that Stairway to Heaven-esque track, Eight Minutes of Joy. Now let's let's sit around here on Energize the Line Friend podcast, the last podcast, the final trip across the Vincent Thomas. Let's discuss that. Who are the players on that track? We get to uh, Joe Bonamassa on guitar okay. and on vocals on that particular song okay. and on mandolin on that particular song. Okay, very good, Jordan. Uh, you've got uh, Glenn Hughes, the great Glenn Hughes, the love. voice of rock yes. on bass and vocals who got for most his, of the record. Who got his... Uh, who got his Hall of Fame induction. Exactly, with yeah. Deep Purple. Deep Purple, right, yep. okay. Put in those great years with Deep Purple and other bands yeah, as yeah. well. But uh, then you've got uh, Jason Bonham on drums, there you go. which, you know, the name speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. And the Same drums, as Sean would say, was saying earlier, he really drove this band to another level on this yeah, particular the best record. Yeah, uh, performance I've ever heard, yep. recorded performance by Jason on that yep. record, for sure. And the great keyboard player and really swell guy, Derek Sherinian, uh, one of the most talented rock or anything keyboard players out right now. He's today's Keith Emerson for sure. Member of Sons of Apollo. Yeah, member of Sons of Apollo as well. But just brings it up again in the mix on this particular record mm-hmm. that they've got. He's just the last couple of records he was kind of buried in the mix because they were mostly focusing on guitar and vocals. But this record they've really, really brought him to a new level and, and seriously um, something that I know that he's going to be really super proud of because it's just. You can you can just see a lot of his wizardry on the on the 
on the 88s. <laughs> How's that? Did, did I do yeah, good with that? You know, you know what? Is that a good, is that a good review? There are these two guys from Chicago. They're on NPR every right, week. Right. And they analyze music. Greg. Yeah, Cot and, and mm-hmm. DeRogatis. By the way, here's my Jim DeRogatis story. In 2000, when I was at KNAC.com. Right. Okay. Where I met you. Right. He, he released a book called... It was about it was about um, Lester Banks. He uh, he released a biography about right. Lester, and I forgot the name of it. But he sent an, me a message, and he said, "Hey, can I come on your show? Because you're doing a weekly show, Breath of Fire, yep, on KNC.com on Wednesdays." I said, "Yeah, sure, of course. Love to love to talk to you about Lester Banks." And I did like a whole hour with him, and that was in 2000. And he was like appreciative and stuff, and I exchanged information. And then, like six years later, <laughs> I'm I'm giving my publisher Random House some names that could help me promote Life on Planet Rock, my first book, which was released on seven. <coughs> thank you, seven eleven sixteen. And one of the names I gave was Jim Newgrass. I gave maybe he'll do me a solid uh-huh. because I did him a solid. And he he didn't do me. Really? <laughs> just blew it off or what? Yeah, yeah I, I don't have time or I can't, you know. And I think he's been on in Chicago for a long time. And what a but, dick! No, I don't. If you need, a, if you need, <laughs> hey, a, if you need I don't hey, say hey, bad. Hey, John, I, John I'll say bon it for you. Didn't give you a solid either on that one. I'll say it for you, man. I will always give you a solid, my friend. Yeah, Lon, Lon's, Lon is a giver, worthy of solids. You know that movie, The Giver. You're I, the giver. I, I, I wrote that script. You are the giver. <laughs> you are indeed. I agree. Now, in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. That's right. It's a, it's a balance. It's a it's a Dao. I'm, I'm turned into a Hebrew Taoist. I just wrote that in. A, I just put that in a wedding ceremony that I performed last week. Yeah, he's he does ceremonies. I just I just married the the uh, guitar. Speaking of Metallica, I just married the guitar player for Damage Inc., who's like the best Metallica tribute band. He's an old friend of mine, Chris. And I was I was his reverend for his wedding last week or two weeks ago. Can can you imagine a finer send off for me than this eclectic mix of real musical minds and good hearts? Do we have to have superstars? No, but the play, play, playmate would have been nice. Because if the minute you have superstars, then you can't grow. I know. It's like yeah. when Sebastian Bach walks in the room, dude. Everything changes to him. Remember that? It, yeah. When you were doing your readings, and everything was about Lon, and Sebastian Wait, walks Jordan, in the... were you at the last Of course reading? I was. Okay, so it, as we ramped up to release my book... Yep. The, there was somebody who did me a huge solid. His name was Scott Ian. Yes. Because mm. he helped me host yes. at the House of Blues in the Parish Room yep. every Sunday night in conjunction with his show. What was it called? Super Group? Something like that. Yeah, Super. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where he's in the house in Vegas. He's in the house right? in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's with oh, Nugent. That's Ted, right. That's right. Yeah. Ted yeah. Nugent and Jason Bono. Yep. Think, of right. the, think of the egos that were in that room oh, battling. But the, the, I remember but that. every, every <laughs> week for like a month ramping up, Scott would help me promote. And, and we do reading, chapter readings. Yep. And oh, the best night was when. Was not, no, it wasn't the last night, which okay. was when all the stars showed up, right. and Sebastian showed up. The best night was when Patton Oswalt's read my <laughs> read read my kiss chapter in in true voice. <laughs> that was classic. Because I would I, I was I walked up there to start to read my right. chapter and 
And, 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 I, and, and Patton goes, you want me to read? I go, you want to read the Kiss chapter? He goes, let me read the Kiss chapter. And he just took over it. We all know what a genius he right. is. Right. Yeah, great. Oh my! Great I, I wish somebody was filming then. You know, everybody had well, cameras now, but not then. The thing about that, that night that I was talking with Sebastian, though, was just he took everybody. Like we were just talking about, he took everybody's attention away, and it just became all about him. Yeah. Just by walking in the room yeah. and being himself. Dave Draymond was there it, that it, night yeah. too. If I can say something real quick, um, you know, uh, the Rock Never Stops tour with right. Tesla. Yep. Skid Row did a couple of shows with them, right? And that guy would walk in the room and he would take over the whole freaking show. Yeah, yeah. completely. Because yeah. he's a loud guy and people were just fucking... Lon's reading yeah. his book, as Lon would do, in his tone. But his... Sebastian's <laughs> <laughs> done. Try everybody you know, away. They're try, like, wait a minute. Lon's and, reading here. Shut and, up. And we're trying to like work. It's like we're trying to work. We're trying to sell yeah. merchandise. It's like being in the know, library, right? you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, more female energy enters the room. Surf punk Beth. I nicknamed her that many years ago when I was in Long Beach. And I haven't seen her in a long time. And she came and means a lot. More South Bay energy. I should just move back here. I probably yeah. just yeah, have <laughs> The key's underneath the mat, Lon. Alan brought pie. Al brought pie. You ever pie. want to try CC DeVille and Sebastian Bach in the same room? Oh, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I talked wow. to him a few times like that there. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I used to call CC DeVille in the middle of the night because his ex, his old guitar player, Ty, who's. Departed. He lost his life in the in the of course uh, tight long way in the fire. Yeah, yeah. great used to, white. Used to yeah. love my CC impersonation, and we would call CC in the middle of the night and wake him up as CC. What, what are you doing? Hey, hey get yeah. your sneakers. We're going running. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He would. Who the fuck is this over here? And that would go on for about ten minutes until Ty would just be laughing so hard that CC would hear him on the phone. And that God damn it, that's you, Ty. God damn it, get out of here. Come over here. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, so, I, CC, was it a? Uh, Oh my God! A show in Las Vegas years ago, and he got thrown out. I was at the soundboard. He comes, Lon, I should not be here tonight. I'll be embarrassed. Going to embarrass myself. I wrote this song about this girl because I accidentally fell inside of her. <laughs> I saw Every bone in down. your body but mine. I right? saw him yeah, bow yeah, down yeah. to my friend Lanny, though. Yeah. I saw CC bow down to Lanny. Lanny, Lanny Cordola. Cordola. Oh, who's, yeah. Who's in Afghanistan? By right the now. way, he's doing great things. Th did you see the hear the piece on NPR I about did. Lanny? Yeah, absolutely. Our friend Lanny, also Long Beach, LBC, yep. who, uh, who the last time I was with him told me about the time he had at Peter Gabriel's house where they mm -hmm. talked about higher matters because that's what Lanny did. He became a champion of peace and he went over to Afghanistan and Pakistan and he helped children. He lives and they in Kabul. Did, he lives in Kabul and they did this extra... He was in House of Lords. Right. The original with, House of with Lords. With Greg Jafria yeah. and right. Chuck Wright yep. and Ken James Mary. Christian, Ken Mary. Full House. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Full House, he was in the band. And, uh, yeah, the, Jesse and the Rippers. And he has gone on to some... He's turned into a true altruist. And, Produced and, and many great like, records, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I love that guy. Yep. He emailed me from over there. Yeah, he emails me yeah, all the time. He's, I he's such good people. PR but stuff. this whole room is so... Except for you two. And you, well, it's, it's all LBC kind of energy down here, which is which is good. We played Rival Sons. That was the first thing we played. Really? Yeah. Beth, she's a punk rock. Oh, my God. She has vinyl... What I remember about her pad is she's got some of the most vintage, like eight, 12, 10 inch discs. 
of punk classic shit, right? Okay, Ben. I hate talking about myself. Okay, so she hates talking. So we'll talk about you behind your back. Hey, Long, Be- Long Beach has a great punk history of yeah. great stuff that's come out of this town. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. tons and tons and tons of these from this town. Hey, Alex's bar is still here. Uh, yeah. Say no more. To, in Costa Mesa, we have a good scene there. Yes, Fu Manchu. I mean, I yeah. mean, these bands that came out of Costa Cuckoo's Mesa. Nest. Yeah, Cuckoo's Nest yes. and the Tiki Bar. Yep, At where I used to play bar. with yep. my old blues band every yep. Sunday. Okay, we're not we're not doing you know a, a guide here. No. Well, <laughs> this is this, I'm trying to lure you back because there's such a, a vibe. This over is here, not a Thomas know. guide for for any genre of music. We're talking about music. A universal is a universal yes. spirit. Absolutely. So we're hitting. The, for one thing, is we got to get into the into talking about Jay's adventures with Stephen Wilson, okay. oh, because yeah. I took Uh-oh. Jordan to his first Porcupine Tree show yep. in 2007 at the Palace, at the Palace in Hollywood in Hollywood when it was still called. I think it was still called the Palace then, right? Before it became the Avalon, perhaps yep. it was the Palace. Dude, that was the Fear of a Black Planet show. Awesome show. And that's that's the night that Judy Applegate healed from her kidney transplant. Yep, yep. The bravest thing I've ever seen on uh, uh, something My like last that muse. That's a show yeah. how long it's been. Judy the Cutie. <laughs> it's been that long. But Judy the Cutie was good <laughs> yes. people. Not, it hasn't been that long since I, you know, but it's been that long. Okay. Muse-wise. <laughs> you know, the global, you know, like Lebowski says, the royal we. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. She gave her kidney to her cousin who was dying, yeah, dead, it, almost And I went dead. through the whole thing with her. Really? And it's, yeah, it's in get, my second book. It's in your book. As soon yeah, as that kidney that. entered his body, it immediately started to work. Baltimore. Yep. Uh, Johns Hopkins. Really? Johns Hopkins. And I always tell her that's the bravest thing I've ever seen yeah. anybody do. And then yeah. we came back, and it just was rough on us. And, and then I took her to see Porcupine Tree that night. Yep, we went and, and had a great she, time. And she screamed from the balcony. You talked what? about that in the book. I Porcupine Tree healed me. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is very possible. You said a lot like her, didn't Now, the lead singer of Porcupine Tree, the gifted Stephen Wilson, who I call the Peter Gabriel of our time, my friend Jay has seen, he has been to, okay, first of all, he's been to England on more than one occasion, and he saw the Royal Albert Hall shows that he did on the last tour. Really? So, And he really loves his singer. Jay has a big crush. <laughs> Nanette. Nanette. He does good 5.1 mixes, too. So Absolutely. He's a great producer. Well, Jay burned me his... Stand up and Aqualung mixes, and his fragile yeah. mix, yep. which are all. Well, I just I just got the uh, Gentle Giant mix. He did. Yeah, yeah. Power <clears throat> to Glory, right? Uh, well, he did that one. Yeah. But then he did a compilation that just came out a couple of months ago. I talked to Derek Shulman about that actually. Excellent. And uh, has all these visuals that his brother Ray Shulman did okay. on the DVD. We went to Phoenix together and saw this last tour. In the round, it was yeah. it was so good. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, and he's like in the hallway afterwards. We're Danny Zalesko, the promoter, and oh, Jay's talking. He's the best, and we're talking to the guitar player, Steve and, Kilminster. And, well, he was with yeah, yeah, with Roger Waters, Steve, yeah. with Waters, and the nicest guy. And and yet Stephen's like in the next room. He's just sitting there, and neither me or Jake can walk in there. Talk. It's like I turned into a little girl or something. <laughs> I can't talk. I mean, I sat with Peter Gabriel in his dressing room in Chicago and and talked about like that when me and my brother lifted him on stage after waiting for the big one at the Roxy in '77. I had 
that, but it's something about I couldn't walk in there and just start like glib dialogue with Stephen Wilson. He just but didn't I've, do it. I think on the subject of music and how we're all connected in keeping with that, I went to see Marillion play the Royal Albert Hall last month. Yes. Of which I looked up to my left, and Stephen Wilson was there in attendance. And he has uh, done a 5.1 mix of Misplaced Child Childhood. Mm -hmm. He also just did a 5.1 mix of Brave. And that's the thing, is that here's a 50-year-old guy who is still a fan, still going to shows, just as we are all still going to shows. I don't think all of us are in our 50s, some 40s, some 30s. 60s. Some 60s. But that's what we do. Doesn't matter how old we are. You a know, fan is a fan. We're a fan for a reason because you know what? I like music by musicians, and it's just you know exactly. these are the ones that are able to actually play in a live live format. Some of them can only put out records. That, that you know that can actually perform music, play music, produce music, do whatever they want. You know, it, 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 rock and roll is really gone. You know, I mean, you. We, what, what do we have? The Foo Fighters. There's we have, plenty. You know, we love rock and roll. We're not yeah. doing anything negative here, Al. No, no, we're it's lifting not it up. I'm just saying. There's plenty. Just, there's just, it's, it, I love the Foo Fighters. There's a lot of it that's processed. We, but we're gonna, there we, is still well, some Greta Van Fleet. Some I get talent. You. I, get I have you. that on my okay. phone if you need it. All right, now, in that spirit, because obviously it's getting too hot in here. And we want to get to the pie soon. Uh, I'm going to play Stephen Wilson track that. Uh, Not till we've had our you. turkey. I'm going to play Stephen Wilson track that um, that Jay suggested. It's called Pariah. Oh yeah. Now let's see if Beautiful I can song. cue this up right. Are we good? Are we good? I'm hearing it. Are we good, Mike? This is Energize the Lawn Friend podcast. I don't know where it's going. I just know it's my last show. See ya.
Facebook Tired of my failing health I'm tired of everyone And that includes myself We're really alone now It doesn't bother me But not knowing if you are Well, that's me
Energize the Lawn Friend Podcast, November 20th, 2017, the Swan Song Show. What song is this? Bobby's driving through the city tonight, in the lights in a hot new Billy rent. Joel. Say goodbye to Hollywood. Say goodbye to Energize. It's not over. Say goodbye, my baby. Nope. Nope. So He'll be back. A, there's a barista yeah. in my coffee shop. In, I'm setting my watch. In Las Vegas. <laughs> and she watches the clip of me singing happy birthday. You know, singing, hey, say it's your birthday. And she's 19. And she goes, I watched the video you did with that girl uh, singing. You're a rock star, Lon, friend. You should you should sing. I like your coffee shop, too. Me and the lovely Jen visited you. Though. You should start a band. <laughs> yeah. Lon's trying to admit that he's, someone has a crush on him. Yeah. Uh, no one no one has a crush on me. That's a good I've title for a I've got a man a crush on you. I know that, Jane. Ooh, I got a crush on <laughs> Wait, how about this for a, for a ballad? That? No one has a crush oh, on me. Come on, let's write it here. Ooh, ooh, no one I has a crush, crush on, on me. Let's no do it. Let's get the lyrics yeah. together. Uh, by the way, surf all I know is that I don't know nothing. <laughs> I watched Surf Punk Beth surf once at That's Sunset it. Beach. I think he meditated while. One of my favorite. I beaches. meditated yeah, while she surfed. Yeah. Nice. No, so great. you didn't watch. <laughs> why do you, Why do you? <laughs> why do you hurt? <laughs> why do you have to nitpick? That's the half You don't there, have right? to ask the tough questions tonight. The sharks were, 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 weren't there that day, right? No, he kept yeah. them away with his yeah. mind's eye. Energize the Lawn Friend Podcast is not going to go around the table and ask each one of these seasoned these seasoned fans of rock and roll, eclectic fans of rock and roll, what their very first live concert oh, experience shit. was. First, we're going to go to Big Al over here. Al? <laughs> This is Big Al, and uh, my first live concert was Neil Young and the Shocking Pinks Ooh. at Cal Expo, Sacramento, dope. California Amphitheater. Yeah, it was. Yeah, love that record. Excellent, very good, Al. Jordan, <clears throat> mine was uh, Kiss in 1975 in Waterbury, Connecticut, at the Waterbury <laughs> Palace, which has been redone. The opening act was a band called Black Sheep, which featured a lead singer wearing his purple bell bottoms by the name of Lou Grammatico, who ended up becoming Lou, Lou Graham, Graham, the singer for Foreigner about Thank a year and a half later. Thank you, Jordan. Jay? June 29th, 1984, the Rosemont Horizon, Rosemont, Illinois, Grace Under Pressure Tour, Rush. <laughs> Gary, Gary Moore nice. opened. G Gary Moore. My fave. And I remember... It was so loud. I was sitting in the back of the arena, and the bass notes were so loud, I became an addict that night. And who shares Geddy Lee's birthday? 
the host of his last Energized Lot Friend podcast. Oh. How about that? Sean, first show. Well, I'm going to be dating myself here a little bit. I was 11 years old when I saw The Who in 1970 at Anaheim Stadium. Uh, they did the Tommy uh, album in its entirety. Saw Keith Moon. I saw Keith Moon. I actually saw Keith Moon twice with The Who. Um, and I was hooked after that. Yeah. Well done, John Barry. Can I go back to one quick yeah. thing? Yeah. Member of Rush, Neil Peart. Yeah. From the same hometown my wife is from. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, there you go. St. Catharines, Ontario. That's so huge. Right. That is huge. Synchronicity. That's synchronicity. I got a synchronicity for you with Rush. Getty Lee came in to my work. I, I'm a manager over at Home Depot. And he came in. And we're like, that's Getty Lee. <laughs> Dude, that's Gay Lee. I'm like, can I get you some screws or what, what do you need? You know? Do you want to know my synchronicity? Well, what did he need? Oh, some he screws. was getting paint. I need a paint. Shade. All right. We're not going to talk about Saturday Night Fever BGs at Dodger Stadium that my mother dragged me to when I was five. That's okay. bullshit. That's, that's a false start. That's bullshit. Okay. Like you, uh, I, was a, I was a freshman in high school. It was in 1986. And uh, my friend came up to me and said, do you want to see Rush tonight? Power Windows tour. Marillion opened. Yeah. Uh, well, for us, it was Steve Morris or oh. Steve Miller. Steve Miller Steve opened. Biller. Steve wow. Miller. And I was so nervous because my dad kind of had this no concerts until you're old enough to yeah. vote. Yeah. So my parents, my parents were divorced. And uh, I called mom. I was with her that night. She covered. And uh, as long as dad didn't call, we were good. Very good. And uh, we, we went, we had the worst, the last two, it was the nosebleeds. It was me, my bass player, Excellent. my guitar player, and his sister who drove us at Excellent. the forum, nice. power windows. And the guys were like that big down there. And it was just <laughs> fucking awesome. Jules, first show. Oh, this is, I might get kicked out of the room, but it was NKOTB in seventh grade. Oh. New kids oh. on the block. Oh, 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 oh hanging oh, tough. Oh, 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 okay, so I'm not getting kicked out because they all know the words. But I did redeem myself because in eighth grade I was in Jersey and we took the train to go see Tom Petty. That's okay. And that was like so by did, ourselves when you in eighth grade. New, when you saw New Kids in the Block, did Marky Mark open up and Marky Mark no, and the Funky Bunch? We went backstage. I was backstage in New Kids on the Block. I got to really start with backstage. All right. Jelly beans. Autographs. God, you've been going backstage since you were 10. I've been going backstage since I was 10. It's just meant to be. All right, Penny Lane. Okay, Beth, Uh, first show. Well, I guess I have a similar story then because mine, I I got in through a roadie or something and I was 13 or 14, so that's kind of not okay this day and age, I think. (laughs) But I'm sure he was like in his 20s or 30s, but it was Uh Murphy's Law, um, and it was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Chameleon Club. Um, So... Murphy's Law in Amish Lancaster. Yeah, I mean, because where else would would a New York hardcore punk band play? (laughs) But but the Chameleon did a lot of great shows, and uh, one of my close friends, Candace, put on a lot of them when she was still in high school, so that was a good thing to be a part of. I love the mix here. Okay, now mine... As it should be. Mine was uh, junior year high school, Grand High, 72... Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young mm. at the Forum and they turned that concert into the four-way street double album oh, yeah. that came out the oh, year yeah. after oh, nice. and and Lisa Burns went to my school and her mom dropped us off at the Forum and for the life of me I can't remember how we got home but 
I was an innocent kid. Uber? <laughs> no. <laughs> was there still a sizzler across the street? Yes, there was a sizzler across, across the street. Across the forum. And were there, oh, were, yes. Were, were your classmates in Toto at the same show, too, by they the way? They could have been, but I didn't. Yeah, but Luke and I really became friends when Toto did their homecoming show after he did his Boss Gags thing. Right. I, I mean, that's, anyway, that's my first show. Cool. No, it's been no. Re- Forum was was bought by Madison Square now. Garden. It was bought by MSG, and it's now the they have. Place it's really sweet. Guns N' Roses plays there this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at the text I just got from our good friend Steve. Steve Cohen just texted. Is he sending his, us a pizza? His was Bangladesh. Okay, the so we're gonna. For Bangladesh. Is Steve sending pizza? <laughs> Wait, before we before we get to Mike Stark, the, our producer Thanks, and engineer and my partner here for the last four years. I have to say blessings out to Steve Cohen. Absolutely. His father is in his last. Mm. His father's on his last encore. He's sitting in hospice with him. He's 99 years and nine months. And the last time I did a show here a few months ago, Steve was here. He brought us pizza and... He, we put his dad on the phone, and yep. it was. I interviewed his 99. It was the oldest interview I yep. ever did. <laughs> it, truly, it was older than Don Dockin. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was an old. But it wasn't as old. He sounded. He could still sing better he, than Don, and, I'm sure. And, and <laughs> Jerry, we love you, man. And mm. we Steve, love we're us. thinking and about We're sending you a lo- bunch of love. And Steve's first concert was Bangladesh at yeah. Madison Square yeah. Garden. Yeah, the concert for Bangladesh. Right on. All right, Mike Stark. April 26, 1969, the fabulous forum, Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yes! Winner! All right, he wins. Woo! He wins. The opening act was Chicago Transit Authority. Oh, man. CTA right there. He wins. Fresh off their their residency is the house band at the Whiskey A Go-Go, right? Okay, but my my second concert was (laughs) David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust at the Santa Monica Civic. My second one was Yes doing Tales of Topographical Oceans. Oh, I saw that, but I saw that one at the Forum in seventy. Yeah, I saw it in Colt Park in Hartford, yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one, uh, White Snake Ooh. Uh-huh. with John Sykes. Yes. Okay, and John Lord, and uh, I believe it was Roger Glover was playing bass, and the second band was Y&T, and the main top of the bill, last in line tour, Ronnie James Dio. Dio. Yes, wow. Yes, yes brother well that you know if you festival. want to if you want to keep this going that 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 sh- that emerson like a bomber show at 74 at the long beach arena the opening act was a man called yesterday and today mm-hmm. y&t, Y&T. Yeah. dave manichetti was yeah. 18 years old yeah. and the crowd didn't know who who well, this kid and, was. and my second concert was the california jam with emerson lincoln palmer and right. purple and, and the black eagles. sabbath yeah. and and the, and the funny thing is and, and i've talked to all those guys fire. about that show yeah and i've gotten different answers from every one of them glenn hughes uh. thought it was the greatest thing in the world yeah oh yeah um the guys covered L- the L- for elp it was a peak yeah. blackmore was um, not having a good day <laughs> uh blackmore yeah it was a very expensive day for him he exactly. was, uh, busted up an eighty-five thousand dollar camera <laughs> that's uh, right and, and blew and blew up his amp and yeah. knocked the glasses Caught, off fired the place or something like that not, yeah he put too much <laughs> explosives in his amp and blew it up and knocked the glasses off his drummer ian pace across the stage now sometimes it's not the first show that that sits in memories there are let's let's go around one more time with most memorable maybe uh-huh. one that is so reverent in your memory i must speak for i must speak go ahead because this, this is a very famous story okay i've actually told it to ozzy himself okay. um, my third concert was black sabbath 
at the New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. And I was grounded. I was not allowed out of the house. And my, we, my brother and I both had tickets for the show. Now, my house was on the second floor in uh, next to the driveway. And we worked out a plan where he was going to pull down in his convertible. He had a 69 Camaro, beautiful car, convertible. And I was going to jump off the roof into the car, and we were going to go. And we had it planned, and it worked out perfectly. As my mother, running after the car, was saying, where are you taking Jordan? He says, I'm taking him to see Black Sabbath. My mother <laughs> didn't quite get that right and said, you're not taking your brother to see any Black Savages. <laughs> 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 so from then on, the rest of the night, they were known as the Black Savages. So the story continues. We get there. We have 12th row center seats. Best seats I'd ever been to a concert before. This is Black Sabbath, the technical ecstasy tour. We're stoned. We are loaded up with marijuana as much as we possibly could and the best that we possibly could. So the opening act is Ted Nugent on his first solo tour. Okay, seventy. This is 76. Okay. The girl in front of me, beautiful girl with long flowing hair, said, that pot smells really good. And she had a real sweet voice. And I said, would you like some? And she said, sure. Give me the shotgun, which was the thing of the day to mm-hmm. light your pipe and you mm-hmm. kind of blow from the, the lit end into the back end for you non-pot smokers. And this girl got completely <laughs> stoned. And my buddy said, do you realize who that girl is? And I go, no. He goes, that is Linda Blair. That is great. The question from the rest of that guy who lived near me, the question was, did her head yeah. spin around to get the more? And, you know, for all I knew, it did. But okay. it was, yeah, it was right. We cannot top that one. That was my story. God. But I told that story to Ozzy. Yeah. And Ozzy, when he, I had him on my show on KNAC.com, I did this great hour with Ozzy one time and I told him that story and he, and he just sat there listening to me with this blank stare in his face yeah. and he goes your mother seems like quite a lady <laughs> 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 to ban you from seeing Black Sabbath and then when there's a Black Savages out there you know <laughs> Black <laughs> Savages the Black Savages there weren't yeah, so. many of those in Connecticut there were quite a few actually <laughs> you know that's another story altogether hey, nonetheless priceless so, yeah thank you that was good yeah, mm-hmm. that's my story. Well, that's when, a good one. Well, you know, I've yeah, kind of written about some of the ones I did. You've got some great ones. Yeah, you got yeah. great ones. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. We Absolutely. all, we all do. What about you, punk rock band? Yeah. Well, um, you got it. Okay. Number two. Number two. two. All right. It was. I mean, I feel really young in this room, which is kind of cool because <laughs> because yeah. yeah. I'm almost forty and it's freaking me out. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like old hat to you guys. Uh, but it was the cramps. Um, cramps. Oh, it was oh, nice. Lux Interior. It was. Nice. I got to see them a lot growing up, which was great, um, and something that I can tease the younger generation about now. But um, it was always really important that I had to be right up front for you know for all of those shows at that time and hold my place the whole time. And so I was. It was the what was it called? The Big Beat from Badsville record. I think it was like late '90s, and um, I was right in front of Poison Ivy. And I've pretty much got an entire roll of film that's that's just up her skirt. Um, <laughs> but the reason that I was so obsessed with it, I mean, I was obsessed with her anyway. But also, is she wore she wore these these red satin panties over her fishnets instead of underneath. And I was so so fascinated by this whole idea. I'd never thought of that before. You know? Did you do it afterwards? <laughs> and uh, I did. I tried it, and I just thought it was such a Beth, tease. And that's so great. not unlike. 
<laughs> seeing Blondie at the Starwood in 1978. Ooh, nice. With no panties, I hope. And Debbie Harry, I pushed right up front. Debbie Harry had no panties on. No. Oh, my aunt. That was a ripper to shreds. <laughs> well, you know, this uh, <laughs> group is supreme. <laughs> First album, classic. They were just always so great live, though, and then to have that roll of film, too, was is, is pretty special. Now. Robert Cruz drove hey, from the desert, bass player. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Love you, man. Thanks for coming oh, so far. No. I wouldn't miss it. Your oh. long friend, man. Robert, what was your first yeah. concert? Your very oh, first oh rock concert. Oh, my God. I think it was uh, Live After Death, Iron Maiden at the Long Beach. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 allowed to stay in oh, the room. Oh, yeah. You, you <laughs> can stay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're well, wait, solid. wait a minute. Jules, she's the one that said that because hers was New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Oh. You said that out loud? <laughs> oh. That's what he said. I'd be kicked out. Oh, bless your but heart. But they all sang it. Next time, uh, it's Slayer and Venom. GG. Iron Maid Slayer Earl's Court London 2000. Oh um, my god. Well, we did and the, I interv- and I interviewed both Tom Mariah and Steve Harris that night and that's the night Tom Mariah told me that that he smoked a whole bunch of weed when Slayer played the pyramids and he, that was the first time he truly saw God. Oh my god. Well, the last time I saw god Tom Mariah all, according to god Slayer. Hates us all. The last time I saw Tom Mariah were on the Motorhead motorboat cruise yes. and Charles Wiley the drummer we were playing with Sonia Harley we stole all of Anthrax's Beer right before, <laughs> right before they went on. It's the last time I saw Tom. But they don't drink, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, we just saw we saw an eye chest that said anthrax, yeah. and we're like, yeah, this is yeah. ours. No, no. <laughs> uh, I did that at I, Carnival I One. I want to share a little story. It's funny, too, because, okay, like, my wife, she, she's, like, totally, like, partridge family person, you know? Oh, and, uh, wait, we just and lost No, no, wait, no, no. Check oh, it out. We've lost them I took her to Slayer, and we're, we're there. It's at Long Beach Arena, and it was a Slayer. Um, Testament opened up, Megadeth Slayer, and they're I was there. They're going to town. They're going to town. You, you know, they're the they're mosh. Yeah, night. the wall of death. The, the guy in the wheelchair. Remember the guy yep, in the wheelchair? I do. Okay, so she goes. That's really cool. I want to go down there. I'm like, no, no you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> for those in the know, a wildlife but it was a good show. It was a really, really good show. But for those in the know, I don't think you realize what the wall of death is. Oh, the yeah. Testament oh, wall yeah. of death is where Chuck Billy, the singer, says, all right, I want half of you guys to line up on this side of the, of the, of the arena and half of you guys to go on the other side of the arena. When I say go, I want you to kill each other. Wow. And when he says go... They rush at each other, and it looked and like the Gettysburg the, battle. It was. Like it was. And South this guy had an electric wheelchair, and he's doing spins. Yeah. He's doing donuts. He's, like, blazing people. It was like, okay, on that note, I'm at the Olympic Gardens. Ah, yeah. Me and Scott go together to see Rage Against the Machine do their last show, uh-huh. and Rick Rubin's mixing it for an album. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting with Scott at the soundboard, and, then, and that pit starts, and Scott goes, I can't fucking watch from here. And he leaves me. And I like <laughs> half an hour. He comes back, bloody mouth, oh, yeah. <clears throat> bruise on his cheek. He goes, "That was fucking awesome." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right now, me, I'm a pacifist. Sure, I can't. You know, I listen to Enya, and I love Enya. I drove through Joshua Tree. 
And I listen yeah. to Enya's Day Without Rain on a loop for eight hours. Oh, yeah. Some of us find some of us find our peace in the thrash. Some of us find us. I need to sleep in too. Silence. <laughs> it, 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 we all have to live in balance here. I let know. me just let me just bring the family together for a second, a, a, a moment. I want to have it's 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 Thanksgiving. It's Lawn Friends final podcast. I feel immensely grateful that all of you made the journey. Every time I say it's my last podcast, you. <laughs> Guys, shake your head. No, we're just gonna call you. It's kind of right. Molly. You're gonna be like Ozzy. You're gonna be like Ozzy, dude. Come on. You're gonna keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If the, if the Eagles can the keep going tour. once once Glenn Fry has passed, yeah, exactly. Lawn Friend can it's keep doing this. Well, exactly. We're just gonna see what the write in what the write ins are like afterwards. Oh. Well, then I'm not gonna share any of my stories about the Grateful Dead. So <laughs> what you saw? Well, I, well, I saw I the Dead many, many well, times. I saw the Dead too because I went to work for. Arista Records in 94, yeah. Yeah. and I had an enormous cachet of dead stuff. And the first show I saw was was at uh, Shoreline Amphitheater, yeah. and Bill Walton from Bill yeah. Walton, the great basketball, yeah. seven foot one of them, is standing two, right in front of me. Oh, in front of you? No right good. in front of me. And Hale Milgram meets me at the door. He goes, Lon, you never been to a dead show? I go, no, I just started working for him. And he goes, let me walk in and do it right. He walks me in. He opens up a cigarette case that's gold-plated and it has 10 perfectly rolled joints in it. Of course. He goes, I'm going to sit you right behind Bill Walton. It's the best place. Which is like sitting behind the pole in Ridley. But he sat down eventually. And I, wa- and, and I watched... And I got it, and then a year later, Jerry was gone, so I was really fortunate. When we were making the Bogman record, they played... Giant Stadium while we were tracking, all the whole band was in New York and traffic opened. Oh yeah. And Jerry came, Jerry came out during during uh Low Spark and started tuning his guitar like he was gonna like he was gonna jam with tra- with traffic. And everyone was really excited. But all he did was tune his guitar and walked off stage. Oh, well, that's how, that's what the dead did. They'd spend yeah. half an hour well, you know, turning, tuning, the, the, the funny, up, and that the, was a song. The funny and thing the about growing up in Northern twirling. California, growing up in Northern California yeah. in Sacramento, you'd get the dead for five days in a row. Sure. Yeah. It'd be like East. a camping trip. You I know saw them twenty five times. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty five times. I saw him in Vegas several yeah. times. Oh, those were Danny Zalesko yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. those shows. Those yeah. shows were something. Else. And they Danny's were. a really nice guy, by the way. Yeah. I want to give uh, props to Danny. Well, I've Zalesko. known him a long time. He's yeah, me too. I've known him too. Yeah. He's yeah. He's yeah. he's a rich. Yeah. I mean, the most memorable one I went to is I I mm. was I took a camcorder in at that time. Okay. Not a, not a little phone, but a big camera, mm. and um, over the shoulder. That thing. Oh, RCA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was <laughs> filming away, and all of a sudden I feel a tug, and, yeah. and it's one of uh, Bill Graham's people saying, yeah. you, better, yeah, exactly. you better come with me. And yeah. he took me backstage and said, well, we're going to hold on to your camera, and we'll uh, give it to you yeah. at the at the end of the show, but you can go back in. And I did, and I ended up sitting there with a couple yeah. lovely ladies and enjoying props. the show. And then at, then at the break, I met uh, a crew member and went back and shot baskets with them. Did you um, get your camera and back? Crew, him and, the, and I got the <laughs> okay. camera back, and they actually walked us out through the VIP section and which where my car was parked right behind so it was it, it, it all worked out you know? sean and i went to their farewell shows in san francisco yeah, we at, did. at the football yeah. stadium yeah, too. but they're again another band that just keeps coming back in new formations yep. too yep. you know yeah, there's like the warren, dead and company yeah, and the dead warren this and then plays guitar and yeah, yeah the other one with jimmy yeah, herring yeah. and then they had all these other different do you know that guns and roses is doing three hours and 40 minute shows sets yeah. and i and i and at joe walsh i ran into i ran into adam day who's been Slashes tech for mostly the last 30 years, except for a six-year stint with uh, Neil Schoen and Journey. But 
it was such a great reunion. And I said, is it really good out there? He goes, you can't believe how much fun they're having. That's good. They're really digging it. And I go, that's, that's, ama- good to hear. that's amazing because all it was Nobody was ever drama thought that back happen. then. Yeah, exactly. and, and, and I remember a long show. My birthday, 1991, when I brought That's him right. on stage at the Forum in my underpants. And the, the, it is a true story <laughs> that I walked in the dressing room on my birthday, and Doug Goldstein, the manager, had given me a, a, a driver, a Yonix 250 driver as a birthday present. And I walk in, and Slash looks at me and goes, is it you really your birthday, man? I go, yeah. He goes, you want to bring us on stage? And I look at Duff as like Howdy smiling. Howdy have wooden yeah. balls? I said, <laughs> I said, and I said, okay. And he goes, well, there's a catch. You, you got to wear my hat. And you got to wear my boots, and you have to do it in your boxer shorts. Done. And I said, okay. And I did. And I brought him on stage. Wow. That and, of course, your, your ghostly figure is in there, uh, in that video, The too. Patience video. The Patience video. But I, I, I didn't... I didn't have to see him. Like I saw him at Dodger Stadium. Slash got me tickets. I took my daughter, and the cult opened, and it was great. to Talk about Alan Watts with Ian Asbury. <laughs> but, but I didn't have to see him in Vegas. I just know that all these fans that are going now are really seeing something special yeah, yeah. because it would you. Most of the people at this table got it the first time around. We yeah, we're, yeah. we saw we did the appetite. Yeah, for if, if they took the stage, I saw. Them yeah, the a lot of times they I went on twice. They did more. <laughs> you know, I showed up twice. I saw and they did. Oh, really? At the Roxy uh-huh. in '86 or got through a song or and a half. Yeah. And I knew San that San Francisco was, opening is, up for the Stones. Yeah, everything yeah, else. Was well, the, those oh, was the Coliseum chance. shows. Drove that was after out. the night nineteen eighty nine rip party at the Park Plaza Hotel. There were guns played, and Mike Monroe <laughs> staged over with Dove. Did uh, yeah, Mike Monroe. I know. Monroe. And Lemmy was there, and Pastor Pussycat. That was amazing party. And then All two your nights parties later, were amazing. Yeah. There could be a book on just the parties, but why not? That, you know what that would that would involve research. No, you know what it I is. It's a new podcast. Oh. It's a new podcast. The Rip Parties. The Rip Parties podcast. That even sounds good. It rolls up the tongue. The Rip Party podcast. Tune in next week. So 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 what it is 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 we find fans who were at the parties who can tell stories and and there are. You got a new show now. Some of the plaster cast are all over again. Couches. Yeah. Mike is the studio available Wait, speaking next week? of couches. <laughs> speaking of couches, I had this horrible sofa from the Hustler studio in oh. my office for years. <laughs> and going with this. and <laughs> Bon Jovi got the headlining for the seventh rip party and John Kalodner calls me and he goes, Jesse from Jackal no, would you like to say it is like, John Kalodner. Yeah, he, he yeah. goes, I want and listen, one. I know yeah. you're doing yeah. another yeah. party of yours, uh, but, but Jess. Jesse really wants yeah. to play. Yeah. I go, Well have him call me. So Jesse <laughs> calls me, goes, Lon. You know, you've been biggest support. Rip Magazine's a fucking greatest Rip Magazine. What what do I have to do to play your party? I'll do anything. And I said, okay, Jesse, I'll tell you what. I've got this horrible sofa in my office. And I was the guy who was playing Lumberjack Song on my pirate radio show in 1992. I I said, here's the deal. You can play. But you have to take my sofa on stage and you have to destroy it with your with your buzzsaw during the lumberjack song. He goes, Done deal. Yeah. Done deal. So move forward before Bon Jovi comes on stage, who's kinda prissy and wants the stage to be perfect. <laughs> Jesse is mauling my sofa during the lumberjack. <laughs> there is foam rubber and cloth scattered everywhere. It's in the speakers. It's 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 in, it's in the gear. It's in Richie's guitar strings. And so, God bless him, Kevin Lyman, who went on to find the Warp Tour. 
Kevin Lyman, production manager of the Rip Parties, comes over to me and goes, Lon, your fucking band just destroyed my stage. You've pushed me back a good 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> First time I oh, saw. It's funny too because. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't. No, go I was gonna say the first um, time I saw Jackal was ninety Woodstock ninety four. You saw him more than uh, once. Saw, yeah, many times. <laughs> oh, but oh, what's amazing oh. is he's, he would get naked on stage. No, wait, 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 Hey, Shane, he is you're talking about way. the guy who led. <clears throat> 18,000 people's opening for Aerosmith yeah. on my birthday in yeah. Phoenix in 93 led the entire crowd in a happy birthday to Lon Friend for Rip Magazine. All right, that, that, was just, that, that was just that was Jesse James okay. Dupree. He was a good Jesse just, James. But it's Jackal. Yeah. It is Jackal. It is Jackal. Twice. Yeah. Or you know, was it Jackal? At least. At least. I'm surprised he never circumcised himself. He's the only guy that's got a shotgun for a microphone stand. Yep. And shooting it while he's naked. And the funny thing is, in Oklahoma City, Big show, opening up for Tesla. They're out there. He's up there. I'm in the back. He's jumping out. Steel uh, chainsaws are there. Yeah. They give him a bunch of chainsaws, and they won't start. <laughs> and he's getting pissed off. He's, he's, he's pissed. Yeah, he gets yeah. And so he goes and grabs his old green Oregon, fires it up, and just tosses those off to the oh, yeah. side. Oh, man, it was so funny. But and he's Nettie's, buck naked, oh, shooting yeah, a gun, and, yeah. using, and cutting things up <laughs> with a chainsaw, you know? Yeah. Like, my friend said, I'm surprised he never circumcised now, himself. Is, <laughs> is that punk rock, Beth? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Naked with the chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. There's some punk rock about that. I Absolutely. call that Saturday morning, actually. Yeah, for, for but God bless you. Come on, gentlemen. Fired up. I'm pro naked anything. Absolutely. Can I can I can I just throw a crazy great dead grateful dead? Yes, please. It's it's of so uncool of me to do this. No, it isn't. No. We loved you. No, no, no. This was this was really the thunder weird. don't get you, then the lightning will. Come on, Shane. <laughs> Nineteen. The greatest story ever told. Believe me, if you're, we are going to hell in a bucket. Nineteen ninety was a really quiet year for the dead. You guys probably remember that. Yeah, Brett, because Brett died. Yeah. I get a phone call, and my assistant says, "There's some guy on the phone named Mickey Hart. He wants to talk to you." I'm like, "What does he want?" Okay, sorry, I was like, not a deadhead at twenty years old. Okay. And like. She goes, I, hang on. She's like, he, he wants to talk to you about composing this film you're doing. So I, I get on the phone, and he's just like, hey, it's Mickey Hart. I'm, you know, looking and doing some different things with my music. And, you know, Stuart Copeland was starting to get into some compo- – it was like yeah. this whole movement. Rumblefish. And he, oh, came yeah, out Rumblefish. And met, he came out and met with us. Don't box me in. Yeah. Yep. It was really cool. I love Mickey It was Hart. really cool. Mickey Hart solo stuff is really, really yeah, very eclectic. Dog, yep. And Dog Star and all those. That guys. was my only great Matt, 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 thing. Matt Sorum. Apocalypse Now. Wait. Yeah, yeah, he did. He Shane, did. Matt Sorum told me the greatest Mickey Hart story. He goes, I was in mm-hmm. Maui. I was at Mickey Hart studio in Maui one time. And and he, he, he he's, he's not physically in the room yet. He says, you got to wait here. I'll be in soon. So I sit there and... And then I come in, and then Mickey comes in, and Mickey sits down, and Mickey's showing me some of the gear and the dials. And then he presses a button on the console, and 10 seconds after, a girl walks in, puts a joint in his mouth, <laughs> lights it, and leaves the room. Oh. That's her job. <laughs> I go, wait a minute. What you're saying is, yeah. He had a girl that just, Lon. He had a girl that just did that. And I said, that's power, and that's privilege. And that's glory. <laughs> and that's, that's the power and the glory. Okay, As let's Saxon play some music. Said. Mike, you got anything queued up? I thought it was ACDC, right? The ACDC. Yeah, Malcolm Young. When we come back, we're going to talk about Malcolm Young and our 
I'm sure we've all had an ACDC experience. We that was share. my fifth concert. Yeah. Okay, it's as energized well, as the Lawn Friend Podcast. We're just going to keep going until we have nothing detention. to say. Because it's the last show! No nope. Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> last show. Mike, you're not even drinking uh, in there. Was and Slash <laughs> was opening up for that door. Slash the snake pit. It's energized Lawn Friend Podcast. Technical difficulties. But I couldn't afford them. That's the name of our show. He are you ready? There we go. Because that's where we are. Energized Lawn Friend Podcast.
So this is a regaling crowd. They don't have to introduce everybody. If you've been listening, you know that they're all my friends, and some I haven't seen for a while, and others I keep in good touch with. I live out in the desert of Nevada. I don't get to see these people, but through the magic of radio and, so- and, and, and social media, when properly procured, instead of always putting up a photo of your dinner... Or, who, <laughs> or, or bitching about what something's going on, or or, 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 or coming at yeah, yeah, but that we don't have we have to raise the vibration. Yes. Hey, do you want to hear the poem I was starting? Should I yeah, read yes. that? Yeah. yeah, please. Should I read that, Jules? Please. Will you read us a story? No, I started writing this kind of this free. I don't know. It's it's yeah. not it's not exactly Al, Allen Ginsberg's howl, but I, <laughs> how's the but I was but I was working. I was freestyling. That's what she called it. So I just uh, I'll just read what it. I'll just re- do you want to read it? Oh, yeah. There you go, girl. You read it, but you ha- you do have this like, bounce I, to it. If I don't get the intonations right, was yeah. the night before Thanksgiving. And it was Lon's last podcast. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. And it was Lon's pet. Yeah. Maybe if I read it, it'll change something in it for you, and it'll it'll motivate you to finish it. There, you, there go. you go. Do it now. And you okay. have a great voice, too, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Does it have a name? No. Okay. Lon's poem. <clears throat> Clock's ticking, it's picking, mice clicking, chops licking. Wake up and smell the chaos. Replace judgment with only compassion. Only dopes grope. We're all trying to cope. Life without music's a sad, slippery slope. Malcolm dies. Manson dies. Good or evil, everyone dies. There's a long way. Time on the clock if you want to rock the soul. But it's okay to mope. Embrace the shadow. We're in this together. From Limbaugh to Matto. Watch the concert with your eyes, not your iPhone. There's no shame in rocking alone. Embrace the pace, respect other space, don't chase or waste a single heartbeat on hate. Guided meditation, online masturbation, the aromatic balance of fragrant frustration. Numbers and letters, the world needs both, figure it out. Burn the sage, mute the rage, turn the page, earn the wage. Unbolt the cage of the creative beast within. Walking on eggshells, the yoke's on me. Breathe in the moment, let it be. Let it be. Whisper or shout words of wisdom, peace and love. Let it be. Let it be. That was beautiful, Lon. <laughs> I like the snap. Yeah, and that cat is deep. Yeah, that's like that, that was the Moses, baby. That was nice. I love the man Jack Dogger yeah. D. Yeah. First of all, thank you for San letting me Pedro. read that. We First. got a long friend here. We got Ariel Speedwagon. We got Van Halen and Foreigner coming up right now. This is Wolfman Jack. We'll be right back. <laughs> take take me back. Take, can you take me back where I came from? Can you take me back? Can you take me back where I came from? Brother, can you take me back? Don't you remember when you got to the end of that album and mm-hmm. you thought the album was over? No, and then you heard... Can you take me back? Same thing with Abbey Road. <laughs> Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. Nope. Boom, 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 boom. Her, Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she changes from day to day. I want to tell her that I love her a lot, but you gotta get a belly full of wine. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, and someday I'm gonna make a mine. Oh, yeah. Someday I'm gonna make a mine. All right. 
Remember the last boom boom? It's got that last Bacardi. Boom. It's kind of like uh, the side two on uh, uh, talk to you later. You know what I mean on the tubes. You know. <laughs> now please change the album to the other side. Tom Petty did that too. Tom yeah. Petty did that. He did yes, yes he on did. his solo record. Talk so. to you later. Produced by. Boy, Tom we're gonna Rutherford. miss. We're gonna miss him too. That's yeah, another yeah, yeah. big loss. Okay, here. big loss. So uh, let's play some Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. God, talk about talk about a guy that you don't got know how it. it feels. You know what I mean? Let's talk smoke about another joint. Talk about a guy that got it. You know, yeah, in I'm every way, and just did it all. Worked with every one of his heroes. Did it up the right way. Whenever he did anything, he just did a quality product at all times. And this guy, this is a guy from Gainesville, Florida, Gainesville, Florida. who took guitar lessons from Don Felder from the Eagles at one time. Yep. And in a music store down in Gainesville, but at the same time, came out and became like the atypical California, Southern California musician. Dude, even though he was the Heartbreakers lived. South of Ventura Boulevard yeah. in uh, well, my junior year of college. No, my, my senior year of college when my brother was working at Valley Beverage on Kester and Ventura. And they were and, and Jimmy Iovine was tracking the Damn the Torpedoes record. Yeah. And my brother would call me up. He goes, you know, Tom Petty's band, they come in here. They order booze every night. They, they, they Beer and whiskey. He goes, this is great. This job got great all of a sudden. So, <laughs> so about like... But you know, three, four, five months, however long, they're big. My brother has to deliver a big order to 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 the house, and Benmont answers the door, or Mike Campbell answers the door, and he and he goes, "You guys are really great. How about we give you a tip this time, not money?" And he hands him two tickets. Tom Petty, opening for Bebop Deluxe at the Santa Monica. No City. way! Wow. <laughs> no way! Do you remember Bebop when they, Deluxe? Do you, do you remember, the, do you remember the, the tour when they backed up Dylan? I saw that with the dead. Yes, that was awesome. Oh yeah, that was great. And then Tom Petty. Um, that was just... a that, what was that? It was an Amnesty International tour, I think. It was Bob Man. Dylan and and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I don't know, but that was um, the, that was speaking of concert. That was the first concert that I went to when I moved to California in 1982. It was a thing called Peace Peace Sunday. Yeah. And Tom Petty was a part of that. Dylan played that. Uh, Joan Baez played part of that. Linda Ronstadt with her girlfriends he all played that. He could turn a phrase, couldn't uh, he? Man, yep. he was amazing. So you think you're gonna take her? Away Dude, best with your money and your cocaine. The greatest off-the-cuff supergroup as well. And, and, and he he signed off his publishing rights, thinking it was going to be sold to uh, make uh, music books. You know what I mean? So you could play guitar to his music. But yeah, he he got burned. But yeah. the greatest greatest off-the-cuff supergroup of all time too is the Traveling Wilburys. Traveling Wilburys. you just nailed Every it. one of Bob his heroes Dylan. all at once, and they were they were just they were having fun. He goes. Hey, why don't I give Bob a call? Let's see if it come Neil over. Preston right. in Vegas last week during his during his book that signing. Was, it was like nice. supernova. He Rock told star. us a story about how he went how he went to shoot the Wilburys. That nobody knew what they were doing. Nope. If it's cool, cool with Bob, he'd come up and take some pictures. And he arrived at the house, and there's George Harrison, yeah. 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 Roy, Roy Orbison. Tom Long, Petty, yeah. Bob Dill, yeah. and actually, Jeff Lynn. Actually, my, yeah. my photographer, Ron, he drove uh, Roy Orbison to his show yeah, in he was a Anaheim, yeah. <clears throat> and Tom Petty and George Harrison were there to ask him to join the band yeah. in that's, Anaheim, that's of all places. Awesome. Anaheim. Another interesting story about that, too, is they came out their video for Handle With Care. And before that came out, I remember a guy, our good, my good friend Mike Wallace, who's an incredible musician himself, guitar player down here in South Orange County, 
um, he was in a local band, and his girlfriend asked me, he goes, uh, do you know anything about a super group happening? Because Mike's got a gig as George Har- as somebody's du- as George Harrison's double in a video tomorrow. I'm like, George Harrison's going to come out with a video? Next thing you know, it was the Handle with Care video. So that's my buddy Mike as his, as his, as his double. Want to play some Tom Petty, Mike? Oh, this man. is Energize, the Lawn Friend Podcast. Don't go away because it's my last show. <laughs> 66 is way too young. You know what?
Energize the Lawn Friend Podcast. We're having a we're having a lot of love in this room. Robert Cruz, thank you for those kind words you said. No, Lawn, it's the absolute truth. Robert man. Robert Cruz is the man who followed, came out to the desert when we were scattering my mom's ashes in wow. the end of August yeah. 2013, and he drove me back to my mom's apartment where I stayed and cleaned things up for the next month and a half. And he drove 130 <laughs> miles each way so I would get home, and I gave him a lamp. Yes, you did, and I still have that lamp. To keep the light on. Yeah, I still got that lamp. But, Lon, like I was saying earlier, man, you know, you've had such a far-reaching effect. I I don't even think you can understand. You made a phone call to to somebody that needed a bass player, and it just, decision after decision, event after event, you set into motion a line of synchronicity. Just last week, we released our solo EP for Riot. We charted on the billboards. No airplay, no record label. Way to go, Robert. (laughs) And, and Lon, you know where, you know where, on top of all my chaotic life, Give her. sweet demotion was at the bottom of the inspiration. The fact that you were able to just, I had a cosmic flip at 40. and really, I had one at 40, 50, and 60. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm 47, so. But. If I flip anymore, <laughs> but they're, not gonna, they're not going to roll me over. But, I got to stop flipping. But bottom line, Lon, thank you for being you. Well, thank you, yeah. Robert. And I'm, you, you know how, how I'm not good with that kind of stuff? Because my humility is like, the, it's the last thing that I really have done well. And sometimes I do it too well. To I shoot myself in the foot because, hey, man, you're too humble. You got you know, to get out there and be rough and tumble and be an ass and fight mm-hmm. and be a hustler. And, and that's why the thing going on with me right now is like, I just have to be this. And why this show even, yeah. I, I said it's my last show because <laughs> I live in... There it is. There it is. We got it. We got I, it. I live yeah. in another city. I don't, I don't... My daughter moves to New York. I don't come here as often as I used to. This is my home. I live in Las Vegas, but Los, Los Angeles will always be my home. But I'll tell you, I just... I have no... I have no plan, and that's probably one of the reasons why I wake up with anxiety every morning. I, I, have, to, I am I just a vagabond. <laughs> I have no plan. I have no but, plan. But, but the bottom line, having no direction will take you everywhere. No direction yeah. home. Exactly. exactly. How does it exactly. feel? How does it feel? Huh? Well, thank you, Lon. As much as you're not going to take well, it, thank, thank you. All thank right. you. <laughs> Everyone in this room means a lot to me for having made the trek across the asphalt of Southern California to be here. Dude, you gave me some of my best advice ever. Dude, just keep on writing, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the writer finer writer words were never and spoken. I don't, and, and I haven't taken my own advice because I I stopped writing. That second book took well, a lot out of me, and I just you were talking write your about third, the third memoir, write yeah. your third, and I have a, like so hundreds of pages. So you re-energize. I need to re-energize. Yeah. Maybe, go maybe that's so well. maybe that's the royal purpose exactly. of this. Exactly. Really we'll let him re. We'll let him refill the well. Thank you. And this isn't a stroke lawn session. This is you guys. Are you feed me? It's okay. Thanksgiving. We're no, being long. thankful, my friend. Yeah. I remember sitting at your place in Long Beach, holding an autographed picture of John Holmes, listening to John Coltrane <laughs> in your living room. <laughs> okay, okay, Robert. I sold that John Holmes photo on eBay. No, but, oh, that this, was like one of a kind. But this is from it's the said, man that invented the, the, it, the it Peter said, Meter. It's from the 1983 Dam Show when I was reviewing board, <laughs> and it said, "Toulon, keep your keep it up, John Holmes." <laughs> You know what's funny is um, um somebody in some Lon- Indiana town owns that, bid on it, and, and owns it. 
Is that what, what, what I, I made you keep a, the, a the meter? That's on my guitar strap. It's a button of Niels Lofgren that I got from you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these are little things. Yeah. But I remember hanging the curtains for you in that apartment because yeah. you don't know how to use a yeah. drill. <laughs> and you were showing me all these great things in your apartment. I really fell in love with this one piece of furniture, and you were like, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> but you really needed Obviously, it at the time. Obviously, I had very little sh- chance you with it Beth. At the time. <laughs> I really, I, no, I had no game then. I have no game now. Oh, Lon, I, I got like, less game than Atari. <laughs> you have less game than the Lakers the last 10 years. Ouch. Ouch. I own it. Hey, we have the Vegas Golden Knights, man. Yeah, I know. They we have quite one well. damn good hockey team. I saw them beat the Ducks. They started out very nicely. Yeah. Oh, my God. We just what? We're, we're one game out of first. Oh, yeah, no sports. Oh, really? So am I. No we're in fifth in my division. Okay, music. No. All right, Beth. Music. Wait, all right, Beth, what? I just didn't want to talk about sports. Yeah, no sports. Oh, my favorite thing in Vegas is Sully. <laughs> the dog. No, we just have nothing. Yeah, to brother's dog. My brother's dog. Yeah. My, 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 my yeah, most favorite thing in Las Vegas is your brother's dog, Sully. <laughs> action sports and naked action sports, yeah, but I don't know anything about things with like statistics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about extreme sports? Yeah, I mean, I know about sports that involve trespassing and nudity <laughs> and, and, you know. Come uh, on. Love you guys. Yeah, fixing, fixing. All right, it's so my last show and Beth's first appearance. You got to admit, uh, my timing isn't so bad. No. Okay? It's okay. Like, yeah, you know, the older you get, the older you get. But this is Thanksgiving. This is the time of year when you feel thankful about things, yeah. you know? I do want to say one thing. That um, I'm involved with this project called Vintage Vinyl Comes Alive. And, and these this great guy, Rob Robbins from Canada, and Scott Gaines is a tour bus guy and producer. Yeah, he, they put this thing together where they're playing vintage records front to back. And I'm involved with the first two shows, Dark Side of the Moon and Rumors. And I kind of wrote the narration. So I try to put people in the place like, where were you in 1973 and 1977? And it's, a, it's, it's kind of a cool idea. And they're at the Ventura Theater, which is a great old theater. It's like a mix between like a great rock and a great porn theater. You go in there, it's real musty. It's like, wow, this place is kind of cool. I mean, there, it's, there's a little Lysol scent to it, but it's cool. It's, cool. it's an awesome building. place. Like I said, yeah. that's where I met. That's where I met my girlfriend for yeah, the first time yeah. years ago. <laughs> can you give us? Can you give us an? In, like, like, I can't give you anything because I haven't seen the production. Uh, I was going to say, what kind of narration? But, that but, but do? It, yeah, I wrote sort of a voiceover for. Like it. on Breathe, for instance. Yeah, like yeah. When oh no. Comes in, I, well, I have what a, would you? What would you say? Wait, wait. I have like the beginning of Breathe. Well, well, no. It's it's not like so literal. I don't want to do that. But we'll be there. I, I have my script. It's not about me. It wouldn't be like breathe deep. We'll be there and Lon will sign like copies of Sweet Emotion for well, you. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, Keep yeah. that vintage. I do have the part. Really <coughs> wait, hold on. Hey, did you tell the Peter Gabriel story wait, you had at the Roxy? Which which Peter Gabriel story? The first time you met Peter Gabriel? You helped him on stage. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was, that's in... Uh, Sweet Emotion. Or is that in Planet Rock? Planet Rock. That's in Planet Rock. Okay. Jonesy's new box we got. We still got some radio here. We got Jones Do Box. We got Craig Carpenter on KOCI 101.5, and you know, so. Yeah, radio's more like black and white TV these days, anyway. So that's what I always say. The '60s are gone. The '70s have arrived. Technology is a side dish, not the main course. Before the internet and social media, before smartphones created stupid people, before young. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> we get an applause out before, of the audience for that. Before. 
before young women tattooed their arms and old men took blue pills to stay hard. <laughs> I like this. Let's go. We're going. We'll be there. I want to do the actual voiceover for that. Weighty nostrils capture that singular scent. Part will hold goo. Part night blooming jasmine. New car intoxicating. Fresh and exciting as a brave new melodies that lay within the grooves of the black batter. The ceremony is sacred and personal. You're hypnotized by the theme inspired artwork. Liner notes, lyrics. A package complete. Produced somewhere in a galaxy far, far away by magic elves with skilled hands and knowing souls. You caress the disc in your quivering fingers like a fragile dud. Taking great care not to smudge the grooves before placing it carefully over the silver peg. Mm-hmm. Breathe, breathe in the that's air. How I, that's, that's how they that is a, yeah. that But is. you read it in the same cadence as the Moody Blues um, yeah. Ride My breathe Seesaw. The, deep. No. the gathering gloom. No, you read it in the, in, the beginning, in the beginning of Ride My Seesaw where they do that voiceover oh, and yeah. it gets faster yeah, and yeah, faster. Yeah. That reminds me, did you that's get together Tuesday with afternoon. John Lodge? Uh, on the boat, yeah, but uh, no, I wrote his. I sent his uh, daughter an email, but no. she never responded. Uh, Probably went to her nice her guy, spam though. folder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really nice guy. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I was sitting there with Ed Trunk. He goes, "You gotta help me, guy. I don't know nothing about Prague." I go, right. "Okay, but let's. I'll sit with John Lodge." And he I, and I and I started to riff on "Isn't Life Strange" and and the existential sort of sorrow of that record. And 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 John Lodge was looking at me like. Yeah, this 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 fellow with the weird whiskers, he really gets me. He knows what he's talking about. The other guy, boy, he could talk about he could he could talk about Iron Maiden all night long, but this guy, this this guy really knows he, he got that weird head like he got messed up in the seventies and never recovered. Thank you very much. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Doing a podcast with no structure and no you're the no bridge, sponsor for you four bridge years. the gap. Dude. <laughs> you bridge you bridge the gap between those two eras, you know. Yeah, well, so. Eddie Eddie Trunk was a holdover because the 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 Monsters of Rock was like. You no, know, see, that's the thing is Eddie's a good guy and he's really knowledgeable and he knows where the rip magazine about is. certain kinds of music. He does, no, he's really good about you, that. You know, a good thing about Eddie is. Um, uh, I was in the studio audience for two episodes of uh, That Metal Show. Yeah. And uh, it was Frankie Minali was on one, and then Bill Ward was the other one. And, uh, oh, Richie Cotton was standing there, you know. And, you Hell know, of a and player. It was a great. And yeah. Ed is a really nice guy, and he will have a conversation with you. And that's the cool thing about Yeah, yeah, Ed, he is. He's you know. that guy. He's that guy from Jersey. He'll have a conversation with The record store he guy. He got an extra trip out of it, though. Well, he had to stay yeah. on cause, yeah. because Larry Moran booked the two ships back to back. Right. But that's a long, that's 10 days at sea. Right. You know, you're stir crazy. And then he says to me, so I'm at, I'm at Poison and Def Leppard, Tesla, like three months ago. And Larry's there. And he goes, he goes, you coming on the cruises? We're doing them back to back. I go, I, I, I don't know. He goes, you can do whatever you want on both cruises. I said, what, like have my own lounge? He goes, whatever, whatever you want to do. I said, I, I really can't see spending 10 straight days at sea, first with the metalheads and then with the proggers. They'll they'll have me in a straitjacket by the end. <laughs> I, I don't have the constitution for 10 days at sea. With that, you know, that's, you and that's I spent some time much. at sea at the Axis and Anchors cruise. Remember that? that? Well, that was four days. That was awesome. It was. And, there were, and the ship was three boy, quarters empty. Put, boy, did they put me to work that weekend. Yeah, I was doing announcements on the boat. I was introducing fun. bands. I was doing Q&As yeah, with, yeah. with bands. Well, you, that you got paid. You worked. Yeah, it was great. It was good. It's fun. I, you know, I get paid for certain things. I'd like to do another one soon. My my girl and I are talking about actually doing that, uh, doing lectures about 
rock music and things like that on cruises in the near future too. We're right. coming up with a sure. plan. So. so I have to say a couple things. One, my the theme to my show by Aaron Gleason, I played it for four years. And I didn't have time to play his single because he did a record and he and he, and he has David Bowie's uh, Mick Gar- Mike Mick Garson on the record with him and he's a huge Bowie fan. I got walked around Greenpoint with him a couple years ago and and we we were listening to Ziggy Stardust. So we started singing and I wow. soundbite in anyway. So Aaron, I'm I don't know that I'm ever coming back to the studio again. Sure you are, but I owe you I owe you one. Oh, I, I don't play it next time. It's almost 9.30, so what I'm thinking is that I should want to play my finale. I want to say how much I love everybody in this room. Love you, play buddy. My fina- hey, hey, love, love you. Love we love you, too. Thank you. Love Cheers, you for being you, my man. Thank you. Yeah. You do you, hey, boo. Hey, please be uh, about... Don't ever change just, Pony yeah, Boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stay gold. Please stay gold. Stay uh, rock and stay roll. Stay gold, Pony Boy. <laughs> That's right. Stay golden, Pony Boy. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> With the yeah, Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, yeah, that was apropos. Walk right in around the back. Just a half a mile from the railroad track. Now you you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. I could, I could do me some Marlon Guthrie. Absolutely. So I have this song. I heard this song. I heard this song. It came on uh, just one of the stations I listened to, like the Apple Music Chill or something, and it just blew. It just blew my mind. And I texted it to my daughter, and I went, "This song." This song is amazing. It's like a new anthem. It's got the lyrics are great, and I and and, and I said if I ever do my last Energize Lawn Friend podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna go out with this song. So I'm gonna go out with this song, and 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 the last chorus we're all gonna sing together because it leaves a really good message. Okay, so cue it up, Mike. Do we know Mondo, the chorus? It's Mondo <laughs> Gospel. It's called the song is called Shine. And if I could leave a message to everybody I out there, I think I know what you're talking about because I thought the same thing. It's an anthem. It's an anthem. Yeah. And there's so much shadow in the world right now, and and, and it's 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 really tough for anyone who has anxiety disorder like I do to open up the news and just read so much bad. <laughs> so let's try to shine. Let's turn off the news and find the muse. Turn on the muse. My brothers and sisters, thank you for coming tonight, Lawn Friend Energize. We're going out with Shine. Thank you, Mike Stark, my brother, for four years. You rock. Now we're going to hear this on the speaker. Yeah. Stick with me, Jesus, through the coming storm. I've come to you in search of something I've lost Shine down a light on me and show a path I promise you I will return and you take me back Let them get
lines Stick with me, Jesus, till the end of time Shine down a light on me let me know And take me in your arms and never let me go God bless you all. See you next week. Whatever. <laughs>